American cop. Red Hot Ladies Footwear Impresario. And thanks to Donnie, we were taking his company public. Stratton Oakmont was crawling out of the primordial ooze. Pond scum no more. That's why they gotta see your face. You get them fired up so they push the shit out of this stock, okay? And not only that, Donnie and I secretly owned 85% of Steve Madden shoes, which legally speaking was a big no-no, but we'd get filthy fucking rich if our troops got behind it. Our job was to get them worked up, but not too worked up. Hello? If, uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name's Steve Madden. Yeah, we know who you are. <laughs> my name is on the box. <laughs> Show them the shoe. Okay, yeah. Anyway, you know, just this shoe it, this is pretty cool. This is the Mary Lou, which is really the shoe that's going on the map. Without it, I wouldn't be here. It's a fat girl shoe. Believe it or not, believe it or not, though, the Mary Lou is actually the same as the Mary Jane, but it's black leather. <laughs> For Steve Madden and his awesome Mary Lou. Hold that up, hold that up, hold that up proud. Give him a round of applause. You guys got that out of your systems, huh? You having a good afternoon or what? I want to take a moment to tell you why Steve here is so absolutely off the fucking wall. It's because this man is a creative genius. This this ability, this, this gift that Steve has, it goes beyond just spotting the hottest shoe trends. Steve's power is that he creates trends. You understand? Artists like Steve come along once every decade. I'm talking Giorgio Armani, Gianni Versace, Coco Chanel, Yves Saint Laurent. Steve, come up here for a second. I don't think you all realize that Steve Madden is the hottest person in the women's shoe industry with orders going through the roof at every department store in North America right now. We have him here in our office. We should thank our fucking lucky stars this man is here. We should be on our hands and knees right now, getting ready to suck this guy off. All right? Like this, okay? I want to suck you off, Steve. Everyone's going to suck you off. This is our golden ticket to the fucking chocolate factory right here. And I want to meet Willy fucking Wonka, okay? I want to be with the fucking Oompa Loompas like this. Get off this fucking stage. Get out of here. All right. We want you to focus for a second. See those little black boxes? They're called telephones. I'm going to let you on a little secret about these telephones. They're not going to dial themselves, okay? Without you, they're just worthless hunks of plastic. Like a loaded M16 without a trained Marine to pull the trigger. And in the case of the telephone, it's up to each and every one of you. My highly trained Stratonites. My killers. My killers who will not take no for an answer. My fucking warriors. Who will not hang up the phone until their client either buys or fucking dies! There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Because at least as a rich man, when I have to face my problems, I show up in the back of a limo 
wearing a $2,000 suit and a $40,000 gold fucking watch. I'm superficial or materialistic, go get a job at fucking McDonald's, because that's where you fucking belong. But before you depart this room full of winners, I want you to take a good look at the person next to you. Go on. Because sometime in the not-so-distant future, you're going to be pulling up to a red light, and you beat up old fucking Pinot, and that person's going to be pulling up right alongside you in that brand-new Porsche. That beautiful wife by their side who's got big voluptuous tits. <laughs> and who are you gonna be sitting next to? Some disgusting wildebeest with three days of razor stubble and a sleeveless moo crammed in next to you in a carload full of groceries from the fucking price club. That's who you're gonna be sitting next to. So you listen to me and you listen well. Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a fucking worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich. All you have to do today is pick up that phone and speak the words that I have taught you. And I will make you richer than the most powerful CEO in the United States of fucking America. <laughs> go out there and I want you to ram Steve Madden's stock down your clients' throats till they fucking choke on it. Yeah. Till they choke on it and they buy a hundred thousand shares. That's what I want you to do. You be ferocious. You be relentless. You be telephone fucking terrorist. Now let's knock this motherfucker out of the park. Your mama, she's calling you, man. <laughs> it's funny. I think they did that with NVIDIA. Maybe I'll explain it to y'all. Listen to this track, bitch. I do it again. I do it again. I do it again. I do it again. Say, bitch, I just want you to scratch, you hear me? I do it again, inevitable, it don't make me better than you, I'm one of them men, and I wanna pretend, I fell down every time that I ever tried, but I got up again and did it again, I do it again, I know I was born to lose until I decided to win, I do it again, I do it again, I do it again, and do it again, and do it again, I do it again, before I'm in drink, you remember, I was fucking with me. You remember my little sister Marquita went to school at Martin Luther King. We was on Prescott, you remember. Me and Andrew. Do you remember? I thought they was lying when they were saying that they had you. Pull up by your grandmother's house. I received some bad news. That was the second time I had learned. I couldn't trust nothing that I love. I keep a straight face with a mug. Back to the south side in my zone. Back when they talk about you when you're gone. Family start hating on you when you're on. None of this ever happened when you broke. Your daughter start fucking at 13. You couldn't tell her nothing because she grown. Niggas need money now that they owe. Dragon name, you don't give them a loan. Cut don't kid and put one in your dome. 
around. Sneak this you put your business in song. Swizzle the storm, I'm holding my own. Hey, you bought all that shit you talking about, boy? I do it again. Inevitable, it don't make me better than you. I'm one of them men. I do it again. Yeah. I want to pretend. I fell down every time that I ever tried, but I got up again and did it again. I do it again. I know I was born to lose until I decided to win. I do it again. I started in the night walk. I'm one of Baton Rouge landlords. When we was in Bridge City, you remember I was brown hall, big dog. Learn how to sidestep on the wall. Send a nigga, now he chalked. I program YCP, accepted me and did this shit. We up the plan, bitch. Me and Bread want a gun to control until you won't get out of line. Yeah. I graduated from saw the self, I just had to remind you. I remember when I met Black Ray, you niggas was scared of him. I was up the road when Black Roy got changed. He was a head boss. Damn it, don't know how you dealing with the Remember you bred for him. I'm a general and the bread on a game. And planted and bled for him. Right over there. Right over there. I do it again. Inevitable, it don't make me better than you. I'm one of them men. I wanna pretend I fell down every time that I ever tried, but I got up again and did it again. I do it again. I know I was born to lose until I decided to win. I do it again. I do it again. I do it again and do it again and do it again. I do it again. When they took me to Curveball Trail, when I told them, y'all niggas were dick pulling because of dude's status, you heard me? I really love dude like a brother, you heard me? I say, look, the niggas I'm with, they fucking over me, but I'ma just stick with them. And I suffered, nigga. I suffered. I ain't cut throat no nigga. I ain't backstabbed no nigga. I went and got my shit on my own out the mud. You know what I'm saying? When the first blueprint ain't working, you sometimes you got to come up with your own blueprint to this shit, you heard me? Yeah, what work for another may not work for you. Happy Friday! God, am I pumped. Something new. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Let me tell you, I've spent the last two days pretty much writing and writing and writing and writing some more and digging up dirt and figuring out a new way to manipulate the market. Never thought it could actually come to fruition, but it actually has. And it does have to deal with our wonderful Mega 7 stocks. And I can see this process being repeated, but you're going to hear me go over this stuff. Robert's going to have some stuff to add. But we're going to start the night off with talking about an interesting scenario. And what to do if, let's just say, the worst were to happen and like an EMP went off during the exact same time MOAS started. And what would we do? Bleach, go ahead and lead us off. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, you're going to have to keep it going, man. I'm busy right now. Gotcha. Busy. Robert, help me out here. So we discussed earlier, but then this was right before, right before we were getting on and we were kind of prepping for our show. Uh, we basically were just hypothetical question was, you know, what were to happen if 
there was like an EMP that went off or if, you know, the electricity just happened to stop in all 50 states right right at the time of MOAS. What would you do yourselves? What would you do, you know, how would you figure out where the trades were going to be placed? How are you, what is your plan of attack? And some of the things that I personally believe, and this is just because of experience, one, but one of the things that I know that this is not going to be some two, three-hour event and then it's done. This is going to take days to unwind. And I mean days. Because you have shorts that are hidden as in the options chain. You have shorts that are hidden in the short interest by itself. Robert, if you can lay out some numbers here on what is actually hidden in that option chain or the short interest, that would be awesome. Um, for AMC or Nvidia? For apes. For AMC. Yeah, let me pull it up uh, because I want to be precise. So, Max, uh, let's see. My bad. You're good. Uh, it I looks know it's... like uh, short interest on AMC is. Where is it? Uh, short interest would be around 10 or 11 percent, it says here, but I think that's wrong. That's not right. That's not right. So, like, the actual short shares that are hidden in the short interest is in the billions. Yeah. You're looking at, like, 20 to 30 billion over this period of time. Let's go ahead and just talk about, like, the option chain in general. I mean, you have married and divorced puts. You have shorts marked as longs. Longs marked as shorts. You have so many things that are hidden in commodities, which shouldn't be there in any which way, shape, or form, but they're still hidden in there. Think about this when you're a kid and you're going your mom tells you hey you know what it's time for you to clean the family room or you're going to clean up your room and you're sitting there and you're like oh fuck i don't want to clean what the hell is this shit i don't want to do this i want to play my video game so you're doing the fast ass clean and you are literally stuffing everything nook cranny throwing it in the corner in the closet in your bed underneath your pillowcase under the sheets and then you go to your mom and say, hey, look, it's clean. This is the exact same thing that they did with, your, with all the shares of AMC. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did it with every other ticker that's in the meme basket as well. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Robert, were you able to come up with those numbers? Yeah, it's, it's looking like 55%. Yeah. So I know... In my heart and from what I've done research-wise when it comes to, like, actually adding, subtracting the actual shares purchased to what has been sold per day for a two-and-a-half-year time period, I know from the actual volume, if you were to go ahead and calculate that all out, I guarantee there's more than a trillion shares. Wouldn't doubt me in any way, shape, or form. So what does this mean to all you? I keep on saying it, and I'll say it again. You could pick your number. You are in the one rarest of opportunities that you will possibly ever run into when this thing does start to kick off. If that you can pick your number because the process that they have to do to basically go ahead and actually clear all this shit up 
is called wash and rinse. It basically is they someone's gonna sell. They go ahead and they sell. After they go ahead and sell, oh, are they real? Nope. <laughs> Delete. And it keeps on going. They have to get to the original shares, no matter how you look at it. They're going to scare tactic you. They are going to fear monger you. They are going to do everything in their power to get you out as early as they possibly can. I can tell you right now, just as peace of mind, when this thing does start running and make yourself a number, a number, like a specific number, like let's just say five to 10,000. I'm not going to look at a chart until it gets to that number. 44,000. There you go. You got Roberts. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't even bother looking at it. Because when you look at it, you get tempted. And that's something that you don't want to do. Now, the other thing that, let's just say, the worst of the worst happened. An EMP knocked out the power grid for the whole country, which I don't think could ever happen, but let's just say that it does. So back in the day, they used to do everything in paper. Everything was a paper format. When, you, when your broker would call you on the phone and you would tell them what trades to place, it was written down on a trade sheet that trade sheet was then rolled up and then set it put into basically the mail chute. That thing would shoot it over to, you know, the Dow and the NASDAQ, the SPY, or the New York Stock Exchange or wherever, whatever exchange it was associated to. It would go to there. They would go to the trading floor. Trading floor would start going nuts. So what happens now? You know... If you've learned from history and if you learn from our history, AMCs for the most part, what do you think that Bartlett fire was for? There's a reason behind it. It's all the paper documents. And I believe it was just for City and one other bank. I don't remember which is the other bank. But there's all your paper. So they would have to figure out something along those lines considering I know that there's going to be circuit breakers that are going to go off. I know that they're going to have times where you're basically, you know, it's, it's being held because it made more than a 20% move. It's, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen with the entire meme basket. The main thing that you need to do to have yourself prepared is to basically go ahead and start taking pictures of your guys' accounts. Send it to somebody that you trust, like your spouse. Send it to your dad, your mom, somebody that you trust. So this way you have a record of it. All those records need to be had, held, and kept. So make sure you have pictures of this. Now... In my theory, I don't believe this is going to end right away. This isn't going to be a couple-hour event, and it's all said and done. They can't clean all this shit up in a couple of hours. This is going to take days. And I think probably a week is realistic. 
So if it's a week, week of this up and down, crazy ass motions, super volatility going off, what are, you're going to start thinking about what you're going to spend this money on. And this is where I want you to have a plan. Because it's not about Lambos. It's not about Maseratis. It's not about Ferraris. It's not about buying that $40 million property. Those things are all amenities. Listen, you guys have lived through shit. Same here. I've been bellied up. I know all of you have, at one time, have been belly up as well. Think about stuff that's going to actually benefit you to where you can have your generational wealth for your kids and the kids' kids. Don't be stupid like the last huge mega millionaire who goes out and buys two $40 million properties where he's paying property tax bills that are in astronomical amounts per month. That's stupid. That's just reckless. That's why I've clearly said to all of you that 85% of people that win the lottery end up going broke the next year. So, me personally, I'm going to buy gold. I'm going to buy silver. I'm going to go ahead because at this moment in time, you are going to see the most <laughs> out-of-control rug pull that you'll ever see. I want you to think about all these. Let's just think about the Mega 7 in, in its entirety as of right now. You have each one of these stocks that are hitting all new time highs. You have the SPY that's hitting an all new time high. But when this rug gets pulled and... Let's say the worst of the worst happens. 90% of the value of these Mega 7s plus the S&P drops. Guess what? That means the S&P from right now is going to be like 450 or I'm sorry, $552 as of right now from 5088. That's off of a 90% fall. That means that you're going to get like Apple trading at like 12 to 13 bucks. Crazy. That's nuts. I don't know how they get NVIDIA $2 trillion as a market cap. That's, that's insane by itself. Oh, I will be. You already know, but I will explain all about that. And like I said... It's the new way to manipulate the market. But think about it. Those blue chips that are blue chips, they're blue chips for a reason. They're going to go back up. Get yourself some, keep that generational wealth churning because you're going to see Apple will go back. Same thing with like Tesla. Same thing with, you know, Microsoft, Google, They'll continue to go back to where they were. It's going to take some time, but it will go back to where it was. But get yourself on that gravy train early, especially when this rug pull happens, and you'll have the opportunity to do this. So in which case, you do that. I have already told you that I will be more than happy to help you guys with 
okay, we need to find you a CPA. We need to find you a, a title, an attorney, a title company, so that this way you can go ahead and actually set up an escrow account. And then you take a portion of your MOAS winnings and move it from your trading accounts directly into escrow. There's a reason why you're doing this. One of the reasons is because a government cannot touch an escrow account that is protected by your attorney and by the title company. There's no way for them to come after that amount of money. What this does is that this gives you the ability to buy property basically in the form of cash. You can close on any property that you want within seven days. So now that you have that, you have your gold, you have your silver, you have some of your investments to keep this turning and keep this generational wealth going. You guys want to start a business. You guys want to go ahead and buy yourself some property. You want to go ahead and make a difference, but write down this plan, write down what you guys want to do, write down what you're going to do when it comes to the actual number of when you can start looking at the charts. Don't think about it right off the bat. That is exactly what they're expecting of you. 110%. That is exactly what they, the trap they want to place. I just want you all to be prepared. I want you guys to understand that when this happens, and if there were some sort of electronic interference, find out if there is a broker near you where you can go to their office, sit down right in front of them, and say, I demand to know what's going on. I need to talk to Jim Bob. I need to talk to Johnny. I need to talk to Craig. You guys are handling my trades. I need to see them. I need to know what's going on. Regardless, there has to be a paper trail. Has to. This isn't trades. If there's always a backup system for regardless to trades. Always is, always will be. And that will that process will continue on. Robert. Yeah, it's it's getting to a point now that you know these these valuations on on all these other Mag Sevens are getting way too ridiculous, and they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing, and it's just you know they keep reshuffling and re um, recollateralizing the whole trade against some other party or some other uh trade so it's going to be very interesting how, what's about to happen pretty soon and i, I posted some stuff in the comments so you can post it up there but uh it's mostly charted in the the active positions and and amc and also uh and who's in here and who oh my bad the the nvidia active positions and institutional holders and that's all all of them and it's it's going to do it to a point now that they can't source where are you going to source all the stuff and um I mean, I'm pretty sure they've been. Well, I'm I'm not saying sure because I'm actually we actually have verified proof that Nvidia was actually taking uh, stock or products and, and buying it through uh, third parties so they can actually beef up their uh, whole entire uh, market cap and whole inventories. Oh, of course they did. So they've done they've done some they've done some absolute magic. That ah uh, is. Honestly, 
that whole business of NVIDIA and what they've done and how they did it, don't worry, I'm going to explain it all to you. Do you want to so, go over the margin, the margin counts? We will here when I get to that. Um, there is a lot of stuff when it comes to that portion of it, but yeah, I, I will sit there. I'm going to, I will go through the majority of that um, here in a minute, but you know, I wanted to say, you know, I hope you guys like these little comedy skits of these commercials, but we actually got a new one tonight and I bring to you the next product in the Biden Glide family. Uh, maybe if I had volume, that would probably be better. Totally ruined the good opening on a mute button. Awesome. Like, oh my God, security teams, thank you for showing my commercial. Well, since it is Friday and tomorrow is Saturday and the day after that is Sunday, um, I'm here to talk about a new product from the Biden Glide family of products. Like, okay, like, oh my God. I am Kamala Harris, like the Vice President of America. Like, you didn't know that. If you remember, I'm the Vice President that said in a public address that it would be a good thing to eliminate half the world's population for my real bosses, the WEF. Oh, shit, I really shouldn't have said that. But because I did say that maybe I should use this new product from Biden Glide called Pucker Up Buttercup Hemorrhoid Cream. Like being the vice president is extremely hard. And from all the chafing I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, Pucker Up Buttercup Hemorrhoid Cream helps shrink your problems down. Like if you didn't need any more convincing to use Pucker Up Buttercup Hemorrhoid Cream, we use this on President Biden after every oopsie moment he has. Like surgeon's general warning, like these products may cause runs with your running mate. And like, trust me, you don't want to clean up those runny depends. It is like way more fun to change a runny diaper of a two-year-old. Like it's not so fun changing the diaper of an 81-year-old president. Like, if you call within the next 15 minutes, we will give you an extra bottle of Pucker Up Buttercup Hemorrhoid Cream. And for the first 46 callers, you will receive the special prize of a like autograph book from my real ruler. I mean, my boss Klaus Schwab titled, how I'm trying to take over the world completely free. So call now. Like that is all the time I have security, James. I just got the text from Klaus saying how much trouble I am in. Like, okay, bye. Bye. Sorry. I thought it was too good of a commercial. Anywho, NVIDIA. Believe nothing of you, nothing of what you see or what you hear and only half of what you see. I know a couple of things here and specifically about opening a business and running a company. And one thing I do know, the easiest part of opening a business and basically understanding what your market share is, is how to grow your revenues. So when your clients aren't going to pay for the goods that you deliver. And another way to understand whether revenues are real or not, this isn't about my experience starting a company. No, 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 no. This is about opening your guys's eyes to a new form of manipulation through quarterly earnings 
and showing you all how they did it. So to start off, NVIDIA's revenues grew by 85% comparing the first nine months of 22 with the same period in 23 to $39 billion. Holy hell, no fucking way, but would have to try and be genuine about NVIDIA. But after reviewing this for work and for you all, I'm now going to be brutally honest. This is sickening. This actually should piss a lot of you off. And honestly, this feels like the last straw, as I'll explain the crime they are committing to stay up top the 1%. We're going to start off with NVIDIA's sales. And so since the salespeople are, are doing such a spectacular job, why aren't commissions rising in line with the revenues? Robert, if you could post the balance sheet just so you could see it. But sales and general and administrative costs for NVIDIA only increased by 7%. In the same time for in that same time frame. Well, um, let's just think about that. So, are salespeople being paid in stock? Well, not according to Nvidia. Considering that the stock-based compensation expense related to the sales, general, and administrative increased from four hundred and ninety-eight million to six hundred and thirty-three million in that period. That's only a 27% increase compared to an 85% increase in the sales. So I'm holding my hands up like, this doesn't make sense. This makes, this is like 0.0, .0 cents in any one of this. So thank you for posting that. If you guys want up in the Jumbotron is the balance sheet for NVIDIA. So this way you can kind of follow along with me and understand exactly what I'm talking about. So you're telling me that NVIDIA turned over almost double and their administrative expense remained unchanged? Um, my left nut. Anyhow, if sales aren't making the sale, then who's doing that? Is it management? Is it administrative? Is it ownership? If NVIDIA is doing that well, why did their accounts receivable explode by a whopping 1,637% to 4.5 billion in the same time period between 22 and 23? Please explain, because I am completely and utterly fucking lost. If it isn't it because you're selling things clients aren't actually paying for? If NVIDIA is doing so well, why did their inventory remain the same when you sell so many goods and keep booking unbelievable future numbers? There should be a huge, and I mean astronomical increase in the inventory. But no, 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 no. Nothing changed. According to NVIDIA's inventory, it stood at 4,454 million in the first nine months of 22, and today, 4,779 million. 
Well, that's only a 7% increase. I'm confused. Didn't we just see a 7% increase in the sales general and administrative section? Where the fuck is the cost? Exactly. So the famous expression is, is that if it looks like shit, it smells like shit. It's probably shit. This just screams creative writing department. Screams it. And some government intern doing labor number math, but with NVIDIA numbers. So if you really understand what the chip business is in the industry, I'm going to explain it to you, but it's, it's not all of what they seem. It's not like I'm going ahead and selling Robert. I'm selling you 10,000 chips at this price. It doesn't work that way. So companies pay for royalties of these chips. So know that companies pay royalties to third parties for every chip that they sell due to the massive amount of IP patents and copyrights that characterize the industry. This item is constantly and highly correlated with revenues. Despite NVIDIA expecting exponential growth in its revenues for orders already in the bag, they reported lower prepaid royalties. So in the first nine months of 23, then the same first nine months in 22, the numbers were three, six, 369 million in 23 and 393 million in 22. Why so balanced? Why there should be exponential growth, as I just said, between the two years. As the company keeps on growing, there should be more growth than what 36 million that's the that that's that's it so here's the comical part after reading through nvidia's financials they use a secret department this is called the creative writing department i'm wondering why nvidia doesn't talk about singapore in their last 10K filing, by nine months ended October, Singapore was pulling in a solid $4.5 billion, while other countries only managed $2.25 billion, roughly $700 million each quarter. If we, estimate, if we estimate, based upon what we know, those other countries hit $3 billion for a whole 2023 year. While Singapore looking at a cool seven billion, that's another two point five billion for Nvidia's Q4 sales, thanks to Singapore, which implies that Singapore is accounting for a whopping seventy percent of sales to other countries in twenty three. Now I'm curious about the silence in the financial report. Wouldn't you anticipate like $7 billion to merit at least a dedicated sentence for Singapore? Especially considering this isn't the first time that they've been mentioned. So is NVIDIA purposely hiding how important Singapore is to their sales? 
are they aware of the spotlight Singapore has to the world and trying to fly under the radar with the report? I mean, kind of confusing to me, but there's some other weird shit. So another thing that I find particularly weird, or maybe I should say that it's more convenient depending on who you're asking, but why is the switch comparing data so inconsistent between December 22nd or September 22nd throughout the report? If you want to go ahead, Rob, and actually pull up the inventory part of the chart and post that down in the comments. Bear with me for one second. I just want you guys to be able to read along and understand what I'm talking about. Booyah. You got it in there? Yeah, it's in the comments right now. Here we go. Yeah, it's going to be the macro trends one. Yep, I got it. It's funny because this is a common practice that another companies use, or that other companies use. Mm, let's just say this one particular company, um, it's a fruit that falls from a tree. And I think you guys can pretty much figure out which one that is. And if you can't, well, Apple. NVIDIA is such a good income trader as well, like fixed income trader as well, which is also peculiar to me. Um, how are they able to trade fixed income? Now, Robert, do you have that list of the top five institutional owners? Yes, I do. I'm about to post it to one sec. Where is it? Perfect. Oh, there it is. Right? Yeah. It's, here, let me, let me look for it because one sec. It's fine. It's very interesting because now all of a sudden you have all these, you know, fixed income traders that are sitting here and actually, you know, part of the top five institutional owners, which is, I find very, very odd, very odd. And what's odd about this is that NVIDIA is so good at their fixed income trades that they're better than Jeremy Grantham. Because at least Jeremy Grantham reports some sort of a loss, which is actually $1.27 billion in losses in other comprehensive income. And this is because of their crypto mining projects. While NVIDIA hasn't lost one fucking penny, despite holding only $3 billion in cash, and all the remaining $15 billion between corporate bonds and U.S. Treasuries. Uh, to be fair, 
Maybe we just need to give them more time so that they can get the lie right. Yeah, it's posted. Uh, that's the inventory. Is it the Money US News? Yeah, it should be the that one. Okay. It should be their top five funds, so it's not really by name, but you can guess who it is. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's talk about those top five funds. Can you give us the names of those top five funds? Because I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, and tell you well. which of the... Yeah, I posted a picture as well so you can follow. But it's Vanguard, iShares, the core total, uh, Global uh, X, Schwab, and Fidelity Municipals. Hmm. So what was Fisher in this list? Fisher was a uh, uh, fixed income uh, uh, holder or investor, institutional investor that has massive amounts of, of fixed income. Oh, really? Hmm. That's interesting. What about uh, who was the other one that is, I think it was Morgan, right? Morgan Stanley. That's correct. Oh yeah, um, they're only like the number one like fixed income trading firm out there. Only the number one, you know. So no big deal. But this is you know this has the curiosity train running in my head. Like how why is this happening like this? And so. Let me go ahead and I'm going to post this. So bear with me for one second so this way you guys can follow through. Thank God, sit by my computer. But I'll, I'll say this NVIDIA has gone so bad with the third party stuff that they've been doing that. I would not be surprised if in either I don't want to go for a hundred because there, there are people that need chips. So I want to say around like 80% that they've been just reshuffling all this inventory left and right. So up above is your uh, corporation subsidiary uh, notes to consolidate financial statements. So follow along with this real quick. So here I am. If you have a look at the table and on my sheet, it's on to the left, but up above where NVIDIA in appearance heavily repurchased its shares only in January. Well, that's really fucking weird. Most companies, when they're doing share buybacks, normally have a scheduled share buyback program. This isn't a... You can do this at a whim. You could do this tomorrow. You can do this, you know, two months from now, whenever the hell you want. This is it normally it's scheduled. It's normally voted upon by the shareholders on when you would have some site, some type of schedule buyback. So follow me here. So if you do real math, not the labor number math, but real math, Comparing Q3 to Q4, NVIDIA declared a repurchase of 5.3 million shares in Q4. But their capital return program, they left out one very, very important detail for that quarter and the amount of the 5.1 million shares. So 
this is where the math comes in. Consider the two weeks about, uh, amount they disclosed in Q3 as a repurchase made already belonging to Q4. The average share price of the remaining buyback is $540. For the remaining two and a half months, what's the average share price they declared? It was repurchased in January alone. Interesting. $540. Hmm. That's weird. Why is it being why is it appearing in two different two different aspects? Doesn't make sense. So being the nerd that I am, because I am one, and I'm the type that will literally sit there and read all these 13F filings, the the 10 the 10Qs. I'm going to read everything just because I really want to dig deep and I actually want to understand what the hell is actually happening. So when I was looking at these 13F filings, I found a lot of selling, and I mean a shit ton, of NVIDIA stock going into the 2023 year end. Last time I checked, you know, doesn't selling lead to the share price going down? I may be crazy, but isn't that correct? I mean, what the fuck? The price didn't drop. So much when NVIDIA wasn't actively doing buybacks. So NVIDIA was using call options then for January settlement at $540 strike to support the price forcing dealers to Delta hedge and hence compensate the institutional selling. So all those large options of a notional value started to become a zero day to expiration into January. Hmm. Perfect timing to trigger a powerful gamma squeeze since they have been so common among the mega seven re recently. Uh, as a matter of fact, though, January's NVIDIA price went up on a literal straight line with barely any down day and constantly boosted by a nonstop uh, PR campaign. And on top of that, you have all these billionaires and millionaires selling stocks left and right. None of their stocks are going down, which makes no damn sense. So, like he's saying, it's it's there. So, all this really explains is the unusual large number of share buybacks settled in January. So... We know that NVIDIA has been skimming cash out from its share buybacks, but they're actively playing the, with derivatives to forward settle the purchase and leverage dealer books. So in the first two weeks of the new year, NVIDIA repurchased 2 million shares. Not accounted in their current quarter because these are unaudited numbers. So this represents a number that's about 10% of the total amount of shares that they repurchased in the whole previous year. And you think they bought right at the very top? Oh, no, they fucking didn't. Because you're never going to be able to time the tippy-tippy top of a trade every single time. So 
what are they? Well, they're very likely derivative sediments into the February's option expiration. So we're going to put our learning caps on. So NVIDIA before had a pretty consistent history of buying back their own shares, always timing the bottom almost to a tick. So what changed? All of a sudden, they got them doing the complete 360 and start to buy aggressively Aggressively, after the stock already had a massive run. Uh, clearly, they either found a creative way or somebody showed them a creative way so that they can, can constantly do a gamma squeezing themselves legally. So, to put this in perspective, when you look at the institutional owners of this, and you look at the institutional owner, I, I want you guys to actually go and take the time. I want you to look at the institutional ownership of the Mega 7 stocks. So, Tesla, NVIDIA, Google, Alphabet, Microsoft, uh, Meta and Amazon. I want you to look at the Mega 7. I want you to look at the institutional ownerships of the Mega 7. And I guarantee you, you find the same two that are fixed income traders that are basically skimming off the top to go ahead and push the stock higher and continuously give them gamma squeezes. I guarantee it. So what does this mean to us when it comes to a manipulation tactic? Well, I can guarantee you, as you see each one of these companies turn in their quarterly numbers, what are you going to end up finding out? Well, you're going to end up finding out that they're going to try and do this seven times. For each one of the Mega 7 stocks, this is what they're going to do for each one of them. They're going to continuously try to go ahead and do this. Why? Well, it's because it, they're gaining margin. Point blank. This is a way for them to keep their margin intact. So I'm going to bring this back now. So NVIDIA is up 8.5%, 5-6%. This was in after hours after releasing their monster Q4 23 results. Compared to Q3 of 23's report, there isn't much change in all the items that I've already went over up above. But while I was comparing the two, my eyes caught something strange. Before I go forward, in case you don't know, I would like to make this point and make sure everyone here understands that NVIDIA's Q4 is shifted one month forward compared to the majority of the listed companies. In easy-to-understand terms, it runs from the 1st of November till the end of January the next year. So if you take, a time, if you take the time to look, in the last report, NVIDIA declared that they were purchased a total of 21 million shares, paying $9.7 billion throughout the latest fiscal year. So what's interesting about this? Well, since companies always report shares bought 
in the quarter and the in the year to date in the intermediate earnings report, NVIDIA doesn't mention it at all. They don't mention how many shares were bought back during the last quarter. Uh, crime alarm. Someone give me the, here, here we go. Danger, danger, I'm in danger. Laugh my fucking ass off. From the quarter three, 23 report up until the last quarter, NVIDIA repurchased 15.9 million shares, paying $7.01 billion. So let's apply that actual math, not that fake labor number math. But we can figure out that NVIDIA bought back 5.1 million shares in the last quarter, paying $2.69 billion. So what's wrong with this? Applying actual math, like I said, not that government math, we can quickly figure out that the average price of NVIDIA paid in Q4 was $527. Do you know what the average price of NVIDIA shares doing Q4 overall? The simple average is 492. So we take the average weighted price by the trading volume, which equals 502. In Q3 of 23, NVIDIA didn't mean to provide us with an extra piece of information, but they did. Thank you. So from October 30th of 23 through news, November 17th of 23, NVIDIA repurchased 0.8 million shares for $366 million. And this is off of Rule 10B5-1 trading plan. So this means that the first 20% of the quarter, NVIDIA repurchased 20% of their shares. But nothing to see here. Let's just, let's just back this up, folks. Some companies that are actually paying, playing by the rules have a very common schedule to run buybacks on a regular set time. So NVIDIA, you know, because they're, the darling right now wouldn't be one of those to bend the rules so much that they might easily breach, you know, SEC insider trading rules, would they? I mean, if they're caught in active manipulating the stock price, because we all know that the SEC could be staring at you committing a crime and you and you're still waiting for any type of enforcement. They're not gonna do dick. Please. So, should they continue its share buyback program regularly for the remaining 80%? Especially for this quarter? Or now we're going to exclude 800,000 shares repurchased for $366 million, then NVIDIA would be left with 4.3 million shares to repurchase for $2.324 billion, Right? That means an average price for the buyback is $540.47. But what was the average price during this period of time between November 17th and January 29th, 23 to 24? Well, that's $510.90, the simple average. And for the volume weighted average, it's $513.70.
I find that very coincidental. I find that very odd that those would be almost identical. There's no reason for that to happen. And then there's no way that your creative writing department could be that exact when it comes to it. So I'm going to put this all together. So NVIDIA overpaid 6.9% to repurchase its own shares in Q4 equaling to $187 million. If you're looking at the unsettled share repurchases line, what's that amount? The exact fucking same. It's $187 million. So if you're familiar with buybacks, shares repurchased are settled immediately through the custodian. But what about call options? This actually fits in a category that, that is called unsettled share repurchases. So the real problem here and what I really, it, the real problem in all of this and all actuality it doesn't stem from NVIDIA. It doesn't stem from the Mega 7. What it really stems from in all actuality, is the Fed, our Federal Reserve. They can't be cutting rates. I've said this multiple times, and I've told all of you that there's no way they can fucking cut rates. It's absolutely impossible for them to do. And one of the main reasons as to why it's impossible for them to do it is because they keep on touting quantitative quantitative easing we're in this period it's quantitative quantitative easing it's a mechanism that inflates financial asset value so we're supposed to see this basically a transfer of wealth so it, it, the effect of it should trickle down into the other categories so like the middle class and then your poor basically but unless you've been living underneath a rock for the last three years and don't understand what's going on in an actual real economy, you can see the truth and the opposite is getting the lie right. So I think we can all agree that hasn't happened. And as I've said so many times and repeating the same action over and over again, expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. So let's think that the central bank's cutting rates and running the money printer at full power, once again, while improving anything in the real economy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Any fucking happening? What are you talking about? Well, financial assets from stocks, bonds to derivatives are bleeding. I mean, absolutely bleeding, nonstop. Every drop of collateral that was meant to support the real economy. This is a huge problem. It lies in how our enemy is able to refuel their money pit. So for the people that watch you know, the boob tube, like your 
regular media that's owned by our hedge funds and conglomerates and basically are t- listening to morons like Jim Cramer and the motherfucking attack midget in Charles Gasp, the gas bag Gasparino are saying how easy it is to make money investing. So people who don't care about the markets at all have turned into wild gambling fools. These are the gener- the to give you an example, these are the degenerates that you guys know that say they're like good at DraftKings or fantasy football and are just throwing away their last paycheck in a game in hopes of winning winning life-changing jackpot money and getting first place. The odds are one in 187,000 people to actually go ahead and get first place in DraftKings on one game. So now it's the same with the markets, watching new investors throw away their savings into markets without any idea of what the fuck they're doing, just trying to get to the zero-day-two expiration mega jackpot. So, how does this stop? Well, it's really hard to fucking stop. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's almost next to impossible. So, this can only stop when actual real value of money is rediscovered. This also comes with interest rates that are going to be fucking absolutely exponentially higher. So, people have a proper understanding for their savings and investments. In a real economy, not this, not this matrix that we're currently living in. So, without feeling the pressure to gamble them away in stock options to live, I know that some people would argue when there's a buyer, there's got to be a seller on the opposite side. This is fact, but this doesn't stop the bullshit fake wealth from being creative or created and cash from being bled. This person who, Dario, for all you guys that don't know, it gave a perfect example of this. So I'm going to read it to you. I have 10 stocks or I have $10 in stocks of a price at $1 and $10 cash. My friend has $50 in cash. So my net worth is 20 versus $50 of my friend. I sell four stocks to my friend for $40. Now my net worth is 110, right? What about my friend? He's still at 50 bucks. My friend sees I increased my wealth by 550% overnight and I want to buy the stock. So I sell him one stock for $50 because my friend wouldn't sell for such a small gain. Now my net worth is $340, $250 in stock, A, and $90 in cash. I want to become even richer. So now I go to my first friend and I buy one stock back from him for $80. My friend now has $90 cash and $240 worth of stock for a total of $330 versus his initial $50. 
but what about me? Now I have $10 cash left, but five stocks worth $400 for a total of 410. When does the cycle stop? Logically, when does it stop? Well, when the cash isn't enough to buy new shares, but what if I can print new money? This is how financial assets are drawing away from the economy. Any liquidity that instead is meant to stimulate it. So after going over all this, I'm, I am going to leave you with these five questions. And I want you to really think about this because these are kind of going to be the discussion points in all this. I want you all to think about these questions because I know we are going to discuss, but I honestly want to know what you think about all of this. What do you think the chances of NVIDIA is overpaying its stock buybacks so someone else can? This is called the wormhole on their behalf. They use that money to play out of the money call options and gamma squeeze game continues on NVIDIA stock. When are we going to have regulators that actually do their job? When will our government elected officials actually do what the people have elected them to do? When will the Fed see that by letting this continue, you are not really helping the friends of the friends club. You're actually destroying the economy. And why are the elected officials that we are given to vote for are really just puppets from the very criminals we are fighting every day, hedge fund or bank plants? Thomas Jefferson is probably rolling in his grave. And I truly believe that this finger pointing retail in the chest constantly is and will only lead to something that they never wanted to bring out. To find this answer, just look when America actually became its own country. What were we fighting against then? It's the same shit, but a different toilet. I really hope that you guys understand, understand what I just went over because, fuck, it's 10 pages and I literally spent a shit ton of time going writing all this. I'm going to put it all in a slideshow for all of you guys again, and I will put it out there for everybody to read. I just want to go over it so you can see that this is a huge new form of manipulation, which is going to be basically doing the same exact thing, but with each individual stock a part of the Mega 7. So with that, Robert Bleach, let's go ahead and open up the floodgates and answer any questions that we have. All right, I'm letting in people in now. What's up, Buckeye? Hey, uh, thanks for putting on the space about um, NVIDIA. It's very informative. Um, I caught kind of the tail end, um, so I missed the front end. 
but um, I'm having trouble locating an address for any NVIDIA factories. Um, do, do you know of any? Uh, I know there's, I believe it's either one or two that's are in Singapore. I know that there's... Are they owned by an NVIDIA or are they owned by someone else? I don't know if they're classified under a different entity. But I know that they have two. They should have two that are in Singapore. What about SMCI? Do they have any factories? Plants? That is all. I know that they do. I don't know if they report it under any type of Chinese entity. And in which case, it wouldn't be reported under any type of SEC filing. Okay. I mean, I just throw it into the old Google search, and I, I couldn't find any. The, the reason being, a lot of it has to do with China protecting their investments. But I just see that they are partnering with um, the infamous Foxconn to build factories back in October of 2023. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Foxconn, if you're from Wisconsin, you know about them. <laughs> They're scams. They're they're unique, um, and then um, they're talking about like the AI factories, and then mm-hmm. something about like they're all the Nvidia Nvidia factories are um, all tied to one company that's in Taiwan. Well, the funny thing is, is that none of their actual products or anything or their supplies have actually left their warehouses uh, well it could be an ai so. <laughs> i highly doubt that i mean you're, you're, you're not going to be i know you are but i'm just saying you're not going to be that close in inventory numbers between two years it's 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 never like that you should have seen it since they were posting huge amounts in earnings and actually of people buying their goods and services that the supply and their inventory should have rose exponentially. So they're basically just pointing up gas. They're, they're putting gas in a fire. I just know cause I'm in Ohio and I know, uh, Intel put a factory and it's taken them a couple of years to even build that out. And they're going to be building some of these AI chips. It just doesn't make it doesn't make one iota of sense of why the movement in the market based upon what? Yeah, I think it. I think this is just a no. a Ponzi scheme. It reminds me of something that rhymes with Enron. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It is the new it's, Enron. It's just the new thing in. Um, whatever it is, ripped jeans, rolled up jeans, whatever it is, just something, the new fad, if you will. Do me a favor. Can you explain what Enron did real quick for everybody? <laughs> just real quick, just get sim- real simple, generic answer. Uh, they falsified all their records. Thank you. It was just, it, 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 it was it's no different than no different. Um, kind of this it's similar no same, different than what? same scheme as Bernie Madoff as FTX, the same thing in WorldCom. But I mean, they yeah. paid off all these. Like they paid off the auditors. It, it just, it just 
it kept going. So I'm just waiting for the NVIDIA Stadium to come, and then I know it's done. Yeah, that more than likely, that's exactly what it is. So when we get the Oakland A's, which is now the Vegas A's and uh, NVIDIA Stadium, then uh, then I'll know the party's over. So, Matt, just I'm gonna I'm gonna post this up above just because it's so true. And where did all the players from Enron go? Back into the market. Okay. Okay. Just what are you talking about? Come on. Did, did any of them go to prison? No. Okay. No. We just went back to working for a bank or working for a hedge fund or working for, you know, I, I believe one of them is that it was a government official for a while. Uh, like, this guy named Kenneth Lay, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Skilling. Yeah. No, the first one, Kenneth Lay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he worked for the SEC for a number of years. So, <laughs> I hate, not hate, um, so bring it up. So where's Jay Clayton at again? Mm, I don't remember off the top of Simon my head. And but. Cromwell? Oh, okay. They, they, they did the, he needed a cushion spot to sit his ass well, down in. They did all the stuff for FTX before. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that like, he needed a comfy spot to sit his ass down in so that this way he can show the idea to, you know, Sam Brakeman fraud. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just just another another crook for the crayon desk. You know, I mean, that's all. Yep. Everything's written in magic marker when it comes to the finance world. It only appears when you want it to. Just like the new rule of the SEC today that's the, that now, and uh, I throw a shout out to hoax on this one, but the SEC changed the rules from naked short selling is illegal to market makers who also have a separate hedge fund are allowed to naked short stocks. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll take it back because Skilling was part of that whole Enron thing. He did serve, mm-hmm. uh, he got sentenced to 24, but he only, I'm just looking him up right now, it's fine. It <laughs> he served 12 mm-hmm. to 24 years. Oh, well, where was it? It was, a, did they go, did he go to a prison that had a tennis court? Golf course? Oh, of course. Same one that Martha Stewart was in? I, I don't know. I didn't look that far into where. But I, I do know uh, whenever you see McKinsey and Company, that's uh, that's Enron. Mm, so if you're looking at things and whatever you're looking at and you start seeing McKinsey and Company, start looking into different things. I Yeah, I'm just... It, it's disgusting. It's all this is disgusting. All of it is appalling in every way, shape, and form. But I can. History tends to repeat itself, as I always say. And if you look at this one, get ready for six more of them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it certainly seems like the same, same thing. It's a 
100% the same because they have no other way out. But, uh, you know, guilty, to, uh, innocent until proven guilty. We'll see what happens. But Well, Apple's been doing this consistently for from in the last seven years. That's why I said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree as a reference. So, yeah, if you look back at the last seven years, you'll see examples from Apple that have done the exact same thing. Yeah, very similar. Very similar. What's up, SR? Thanks for letting me up. Um, I believe they call you, you are always welcome there, Benford Man Kitchen. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and, and I was by no means listening down below under a uh, uh, an alternative avatar. I wasn't doing that. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I believe you call them club uh, club feds. Uh, yes. Is is those nice, uh, you know, wonderful uh, hotels that they send uh, these uh, criminals to? But uh, eighteen, you, you said that uh, you said your reference to that uh, wrong. You're supposed to say that they were doing an Enron around financial responsibility. Uh, ah, that's how you should have said it. Correcting me, my friend. Yes, yes, that's how you poke the jab at it but uh am i correct Perfect. am i correct in assuming that nvidia uh their inventory is about the same even though they've their sales have like gone through the roof exponentially grown yes yes yeah no that's that's how i see it but they uh they invest their money in all these companies and then that the money that they invest is returned uh to show uh growth in uh uh sales is how is how this is working Yes, and they're they're also using that fixed income training. So that's why I specifically named or had Robert get me that list of the institutional ownership and who just happened to be the two strongest fixed income traders. Well, Morgan Stanley and Fisker. Yeah, I hate the or fact. Fisher, I hate the fact that I understand this. Yeah, I know it's sickening, and that's why, but it had to be said. You guys need to understand where they're going to be grabbing their margin from. And this is all a game just to keep their margin. Yeah, but all those people are going to get burned. Oh, my God. Anybody that bought into NVIDIA it's, it's, right now, that's... But it's not even all those people. It's it's the all the unsuspecting. Uh, pensions oh, and all the unsuspecting uh, uh, retirement funds that are being held, in, you know, and all these uh, hedge hedge funds that that they're just going to take that money and and they're using it for this, and then they're just going to get wiped out. What do you think that? How do you think that the transfer of wealth is going to happen between us and the actual market? Those pensions, those IRAs, those, you know, all that are going to be wiped. Yeah, no, it's just disgusting. And I hate that I fucking know this. But I mean, literally, it's the market can take care of a certain amount. The bond market can take care of a certain amount. The DTCC can take care of a certain amount. It is the rest of everywhere else that is going to get absolutely murdered. 
and burned. Well, like I've said before, millions of people are going to lose their homes. Millions of people are, are going to lose their jobs. People are not going to have two pennies to rub together. They're just not. And that's why I'm adamant on trying to make people understand that we, when this transfer of wealth happens, have to be the people that actually fix this. So we can actually have a country where our people can grow, our people can actually live, our kids can go outside and play freely as all of us did. You're not going to see that. That's the problem. And it's a big, it's a, that's a huge fucking problem. Huge. So, and this time period of how long, when this, when this happens, expect shit for 10 to 12 years. It's going to take a long ass t- fucking time for everything to recover. When you yes, say 10 or 12 years, folks, I'm. Go good. I was going to say, when you say 10 to 12 years, you're not talking about, you know, we're going to be standing in line for diaper, for uh, toilet paper and diapers, right? You're not talking about that. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about us. If you are properly hedged and understand what is going on, you're prepared. But for the unsuspecting people, like SR, you were just talking about, these people that are in pensions and have money market accounts and CDs. Or how... That are going to lose. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Robert. Or how comparable we are to 1929 until now. So, funny how everything works out. Yep. I'm telling you, this is going to be worse than 1933 times 10 and on fucking crack. Well, then maybe I'm not prepared enough. I mean, I'm prepared for a a while, but I'm not prepared for, you know, five years of this shit. You're hedged. You're hedged. We becoming the new 1% take over all of this. We don't have to worry. It's the people that haven't hedged. It's the people that keep on saying, oh, I can sell my home in this economy. Or I could go ahead and I can go, I, I can get, you know, on my two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, I can go ahead and get $3,200 for rent. No. Plus letting this migrant problem continue to happen and continue to overtake, you know, our law enforcement. That's for one. I absolutely have seen that. Anybody see that the one migrant guy that stole a utility vehicle like for like the highways and started driving it through like this whole traffic thing he ran over like 17 people anybody see that i take that as the quietness as a no no i haven't yeah it was on twitter you could look it up but it's yeah 
unbelievable. <laughs> and no one's doing anything to stop it. I, I think I also read that the, those migrants that beat up that cop got off with nothing. That shit needs to stop. I mean, go ahead, Robert. That's because they, well, that's what happens when you have it on, well, I'm not going to speak on the matter, but, you know, it's it's evident that they don't care enough. No. But it's a problem that hasn't, that's, it's not going to just correct itself. Nothing's going to, nobody is going to wave a magic wand and say, poof, this is all fixed. We don't live in Candyland. There's not a gumdrop house on Lollipop Lane. There's not. And we're not gingerbread men. It, this is this, nothing gets fixed so far. That's why I. This is the one of the reasons why I make the those commercials. I I, I hope you realize who I'm going to do next because it's literally every one of our government officials that I find are retarded. That's why I've been doing all of these. Biden, the Biden Glide family products. Does anybody want to guess which one I'm going to do next? Throw a stab. The great representative from Kentucky. Uh, no. She's not from Kentucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you all know, I think you kind of guessed, since I said she is not from Kentucky. SR, Buckeye, you want to take a guess? Bleach, you want to take a guess? Trying to remember her name offhand. I'm probably wrong, but I'm trying to remember the presidential candidate girl. Are we talking about Clinton? No. Um, the one that wants... Nikki no. Haley? The Haley, yeah. No. Haley. No, no, no. She's not she's not a part of the Biden family. Oh, the Biden family. That's Biden Glide. That's the product line. There's there's one more next. Maybe Teasy's got the answer. Come on down, Mr. Teasy. It's good morning already. <laughs> Hey man, uh, you wouldn't be doing Hester Pierce, would you be? Oh, she's actually on my list, but she's not the one that's oh, next. Okay. Uh, Michael Obama? Nope, it's a girl. That well, Michelle. It's no. gotta be AOC. Who's AOC? Alexandra. Alexandra. Uh, uh, was Cortez. Cortez. Yeah. No. Oh, I give up. I give up. You give yeah. up? Come on. It's a she. Who else has been completely involved in this scam for Nancy. You know, at least two years? At least two years. Pelosi? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. 
This Man, is she's, better than, she's better than the top 10% traders out there anyways. Correct. Time to go after somebody, and she's my next target. I'd definitely buy Nancy products. No, I definitely, you should. You make sure you get her... Her 10-step step way to being a perfect trader. What's up, 100? <laughs> One hundo. What's up, man? I was, oh, same old shit, just a different toilet, my friend. I was going to answer the Pelosi question. I'm sorry. Perfect. perfect. Way to go. So happy you, you would have came up and got it. But you sound really far away from your mic, my friend. Uh, much better. That was, that was much better a minute ago. Much better a minute ago, not anymore. Okay. Now it's good. Uh, yeah, it was either that or Elizabeth Warren. Um. Oh, she's, she's on the list too, but no, I figured I have to go after Pelosi next. Yeah, she's definitely a target. Just waiting for the handcuffs to come. Oh, I'm waiting for the handcuffs. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for something to happen. But I would I would really hope, if anything, that one, it would be honestly, it, every single regulator that we have in our financial markets. I, I the SEC along with uh, honestly FINRA. The OCC, the DTC, I mean, all of them. They all need to go. And and then wherever Jerome, Mr. Burns, Powell, and Janet Yellen both need to go to Guantanamo Bay and start eating some cock meat sandwiches. Uh, I guess the impeachments, first step, second step, arrestment, you know, arrest, and then third step, you know, market turmoil. Oh, need to go to Guantanamo Bay. They are going to be in the same cell that Harold and Kumar were in because, yeah, and they're going to be talking to Big Bob. That's who they need to talk to. I, I mean, yeah. the That's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is your Federal Reserve. And no if, then, or but about it because they... They are really your gatekeeper and key master. Right. I was talking this. to a reporter today about this and they just they didn't get it. You know, and I, I tried to, uh, you know, explain the CNS system, stock borrowing, counter brokers, X clearing, you know, stock certificates, the whole nine. And they're like, I don't understand. What does that have to do with the Fenner U3 halt? I'm like, you don't see that as interference in stock settlement. You don't see how the brokers and the board of FINRA are the same members of the DTC, who's the biggest fucking clearing and settlement uh, banking institution on the face of this planet. You don't see how that's a fucking conflict of interest. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> I, I'd be if you need me to talk to them, I'd be more than happy to. I can I can explain it in dumb. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, whatever you know i did want to ask you a question uh, at the beginning of the call you started talking about escrow in what context is escrow appropriate when you are protecting your funds when you 
So it, when it comes to purchasing a house, you can go ahead and with a title company and an attorney set up an escrow account. No, I'm, I'm at the stock. By setting up I'm an at escrow. the stock market. Like I thought you meant in terms of the stock market. No, I was talking about in terms of like you guys transferring money to be able to buy a home, so this way you don't have to worry about any like CBDC control gotcha. or any type of limit on when you can actually and how much you could purchase okay. a house. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I'm on the same page. I understand. Thank you. Yeah, th this way you don't have to you don't have to worry about it because the government can't touch an escrow like that. What's up, TZ? No, I was going to just add to that. Um, I'm interested, too. You know what I mean? I was thinking, you know, whenever you get some free time, you can maybe just write up a couple, like a quick quick step to the financials right there, like how you said it earlier, just so we can, I can yeah. dig a little deeper in it because we're all going to be doing some new shit here, man. So definitely, yeah. definitely I, knowing I, the financials I, super important. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tech, like technically write that out for and post it, but I will. If you ask, I will DM it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just put me on the list. I'll, I'll talk. That's I'll fine. Talk to you, bro. Yeah, just when that when that time happens, or when you feel like you need to start setting up a some sort of a plan, you know, just literally DM me and. And then we can actually have a conversation that's not tight. I just, so, just want the $8 million insured sound convenient. So I just want to get a little information on it. Of course. I mean, you, we talk outside of here. I have no problem. Like I said, I'll talk to anybody that's a part of our community. So just ask, and I'd be more than happy to go over all of that with you. Just because I want to make sure that everybody here is protected. I want to make sure that everybody here is actually set up for success so that this way they don't have to worry about money. You already in my book, Security James. I try, man. I mean, it's honestly, because what is about to happen, I mean, guys, I don't understand. I don't know if you guys really understand the magnitude. I know I've stressed this a thousand times, but the world you see now and how everything that has gotten exponentially bad since the start of COVID, you guys have no fucking clue. Well, I don't even know. I mean, 2008 was, I mean, 2008.com bubble, COVID. I mean, that would be the three things that you could combine together would be like the magnitude for me, but you're none of us has been through like a true financial depression, like the great depression. And they're all a hundred percent. Um, they're a hundred percent, you know, in a, in a worse spot. So now, now they're really desperate. They're like hundred percent more desperate. <laughs> so you never know what's going to come around second, second time around. So, you know, it's, I think right now it's like all gloves are off. You know I mean? They, they're desperate. They're putting a the corner, they're fighting their way out of it. And, you know, as much fucked up shit as they can cause as much financial shit as they can fuck up and as many lives as they can fucking end is what they're going to fucking do.
and it's it's sad we we live in times like this, but that's the reality of it. And everybody needs to wake the fuck up because these these motherfuckers ain't playing. So the best way to describe what their game plan is, and I'll just come out and say it. They are trying to make the financial conditions so bad for you that you have no choice but to go ahead and sell your position at the lowest number. That's the game. That is the game that they're playing right now. Go ahead, SR. Wait a minute. What was that last thing you said? They're going to make it so bad that they're going to try to make us sell at the lowest number? Correct. Because if as everything gets exponentially worse for the economy, for the everyday person, you are basically going to be forced a decision, whether it's paying your mortgage or keeping your stocks. Is your stocks going to give you an extra, you know, three months? Does it buy you some time until, you know, the economy can get back on its feet? No, are you, That's are you, the talking, question. Are you talking they're going to drop AMC to like a buck? type of thing or are you talking like even if no i'm talking about the the general economy trust me i i when it comes to amc share price i could give a rat's ass what it goes down. right that's what i was saying i, I don't care, care. <laughs> yeah i don't care if it got trust me and tz and i were talking about this earlier today if this thing went down to let's just say like a dollar ninety, I'd be happier than a pig rolling in shit because I would drop literally everything that I fucking have into the stock. Not even a question. I would drop everything. And if I didn't have money at that point in time, guess what? I would find a way to get it. Because I'm loading the fucking boat. Only fans. Only fans. Huh? <laughs> Only fancy, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. Dude, if you, you're going to do some oily fans there, TZ, you're going to be doing the uh, the heart attack hey, dance. Too. You're crazy. <laughs> Is that a public company? I, I definitely get some subscri subscriptions, right? No doubt in my mind. I'd, pro I'd oh, probably make it, you know what I mean, between this and that and Twitter. You know, I'd, be, I'd be all right. There you go. Right. What'd you say, 100? I was like, Is that a public company? <laughs> it might be. All right. What what I was actually I, okay. One one, one quick thing, SR. I did hear actually hear that Goldman Sachs is now the owner of um, what is it? Uh, not Bumble. What is it? Tinder. And is now offering all Goldman Sachs employees like I like the gold membership. Now I heard that today too. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, SR. All right. Uh, on the Great Depression, what was the uh, bailout on the Great Depression? The big wigs came in, right? That's a really good question. Um, hold on two seconds because I have that information in one of my files. Hold on. You got to scale it down to what the difference in the currencies. Well, I, I have that oh, breakdown, right. too. Wasn't it the big guys came so, in? The heavy hitters? Overall, uh, R 
RFC granted loans of an average of $8.89 million. In 1932, we show a distribution of railroad bailout loans over time. Uh, the biggest concentration of loans were was in 1932 and early 1933, followed by another wave of new loans and rollovers in 1935 and again in 38 and 39. Right, but by, by who? I just, RFC granted loans on average of 8.9 million. It was a distribution of railroad bailout loans. And... So a railroad bailed us out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and TARP. <laughs> yeah, but... And a TARP. But who was behind program it? What I'm trying to get well, tarp is behind, tarp is behind is with the FDIC and the Federal Reserve. A tarp bailout. All right, but it's the it's the the rich and powerful came back in and said, "Here's some money." Ross Rothschild right. and J.P. Morgan. Right. Well, I'm not J.P. Morgan. No, I, no, I wouldn't say J.P. Morgan. But who's taking all the money now? Where's this money going? Where's all this money being funneled to? Right now, the one percent. Like, are you talking about like the actual bailouts, like in two thousand and eight? Well, yeah. Well, we had we had trillions of dollars go out uh, during thirty four trillion. Right. Where did thirty four trillion dollars in, in two thousand and eight? Where did basically all that money funnel to? The main companies, mm -hmm. right? Or, the, the the top one percent. It was nine. The top nine banks. Right. Okay, and now. We have all this money being funneled all over the place, but basically, it's going to end up where yeah. those big, those big families, the Vatican, okay. the Vatican. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't <laughs> Come say on, those, SR, definitely. I wouldn't say those specific banks, just because out of the out of the nine, like New York Mellon, um, State Street, um, Goldman Sachs. There's going to be Citibank. There's going to be players in that mix that just aren't going to be here anymore. You don't see any type just, of resurgence, maybe under a different uh, uh, family tree, if I if I can word it that way. That comes back. I mean that family tree. That family tree is going to have to take care of. If they take care of one entity, they're going to have to take care of every entity. And that's is all the central banks, which there's no way you deplete you would deplete them to the point where they don't have anything, and neither nor the Federal Reserve or any one of the other likewise entities in other countries are going to be able to facilitate what is going to happen. Uh, They're just not okay. Maybe Bank I'm thinking too too con too uh, conspiracy theoried. Banker Star Wars. You could you could go. Ahead. I I want to hear your conspiracy theory, please. Well, I'm this just is thinking actually... that a lot of uh, money is heading in one direction, and is setting up, you know, the ninety nine percent to go in the other direction. Israel and a lot of go ahead. Israel uh, Israel to the uh, Rothschild family. To the Vatican. Yeah, I was going to say sovereign wealth funds to the Vatican. Yep. 
They're sitting on all the gold. They got all of our shit. Well, that's not true anymore. <laughs> well, no, that's not entirely. They, yeah, well, he made, round, he made his rounds. He made his rounds and confiscated a lot of shit. Yeah, but they still run shit. Yeah, but no, I hear something Trump in the background. It, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was definitely my bong. Um, <laughs> Trump definitely during it, during his administration took all that gold out of the Vatican. That was ours. Like, he 100% did that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if uh, they're going to try to pound us finance or economically to the point where the uh, olive branch is going to be offered and uh, someone's going to reach out for it on our behalf and then we're going to get suckered back into the, 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 the teat again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh... Are you talking about like uh, a certain establishment like the WEF? Yep. And yeah, um, I want you. I, I, I talked about this. I think the last one, uh, last year, I think it was last Friday. Did you cover it? I must have missed it. I, I I wanted you to think about it because here's you have examples of our government bodies and different government agencies that are doing some really awkward, weird shit, like Camilla Harris, for example. Ever since she said what she said during her public address, I don't remember what it was for, but she definitely said that, you know, it would be better if half the world's population was just not there anymore because then we wouldn't have to worry about so much pollution. She did state this. Yeah. Like I I mean that's that's a WEF thing. They they want to kill half the population. It's it's in their charter. They want to do that. They also want you to eat crickets. They also want you to basically say we're going to tell you how you get your money, how you spend your money. And if you don't like it, tough shit. They point blank said they've point blank stated this, and they want you to believe it because if you do, if you think that, well, I'm I'm only going to get what's you know best, and maybe that's what's fair. You know, I, I mean, if you have that mindset, you need to wake the fuck up. And stop being a goddamn number because that's all you are if you have a social security. Your social security number, that's your unique identifier to the government, which is you being a number. It's the same thing with your armed forces. You're a part of the army. Guess what? You are just a fucking number to them. You are not the person. You are not You are not Robert. You are not Bleach. You're not 100. You're not 18 zeros. You're not TZ. You're not, you're not Whisper. You are not them. You are just a fucking number. And the more numbers that they have, the better off they're going to be. That is 100% military code, and SR, you should know that. Oh, I definitely know that end of it. But you got me thinking when you said this could last for years. Because I wasn't no, definitely not thinking I that. I didn't say that. I didn't say this could last for years. That is not what I said. I said that the 
depressionary times for people that aren't properly hedged can last for years. Well, that's what I said. I thought you said, like, this play is going to last for years. Oh, no, AMC? That, that's not what Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what I thought you meant. No, I'm looking beyond. Sorry. I'm looking beyond AMC. Good, because I... Like I said, I did just hit my bong, so that's why I said what I said. TZ. Hey, guys, I'm back. What's going on? Um, yeah, now I just wanted to just touch because, I mean, you know, this is what waking up people really is about is to show them that everything that we've learned through history is is a lie. Like, we got to reprogram. We got to help reprogram the people around us and show them the links between these government officials and and – you know the links between um, Soros and the Clintons and the and the and Soros and the and the Schwabs with the Rothschilds and and you know all the way f- as far as it goes up because until they start making these connections, everybody's gonna be called you know conspiracy theorists. Like I don't I couldn't tell you how many people fucking look at me like I'm crazy every time I speak. But um. I'm not gonna lie, all my friends, all my friends think I'm fucking batshit crazy, bro. Like, I, I, yeah, damn right, they think I'm batshit crazy. And do you know what? It's the crazy ones that are always that always win in the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Think about the think about the people that have made it out of certain aspects, like of our history. Just we'll just use the United States history. The people that were brave, the people that everybody thought were, you're nuts, or that's a stupid idea. And all of a sudden, they're the ones that are sitting there with all the money. Why? Because they went against the grain. They went against what they program. It's a program. So they're basically teaching you off of this program. If you go ahead and separate yourself from the program and have another great idea guess what you're the one that usually makes the money because no one thought of it and this is why they don't teach finance in school nope this is one of the main reasons that they don't teach the stock market and they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook in school and they don't teach you life lessons like uh, I have to file taxes at this time, or I ha- this is how you file taxes correctly. Why do you think that is? Because they want your fucking money. Who's muting? <clears throat> Who did the button? I don't know. It was one of you two. No, it wasn't me. I know you had the hiccups, and I was hitting things. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got the hiccups and started hitting the buttons. He must be up there drinking that Chateau Simeon. Calm down, Robert. Oh, yeah. Ch- Chateau. The Chateau de Simeon. With his pinky out. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure that pinky's held high. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I ain't going to lie. I drink fucking regular drinks with my pinky out sometimes. I'll be catching myself all the time. Like, look at me, man. Are you feeling snooty? I am European. So. Oh, so you're feeling snooty? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Not snooty. It's snooty. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Um, I forget who it was that uh, said that the uh, 
share buybacks weren't uh, allowable at this point. Uh, I got a message back from uh, Merriweather, and he said, right now, the covenants with an S, covenants don't allow share buybacks. So there's more than, I guess, one. I'm just reading into that, but it was a plural. So they're going to Yeah, have- the debt covenants. Right, but that's not just one. If they did away with uh, I know. the 2026s, there would still be something that prevents buybacks. So Correct. It's more than one. It, it, okay, so I'm learning. Covenant. I hate bonds. Yeah, I don't. I don't know bonds. Uh, yeah, I I know bonds, but I can tell you right now that I guarantee you that they're held by multiple parties, and I would I would look to the four that w- were in the green shoe lending specifically. I'm just going to buy a hell of a lot of popcorn, a hell of a lot of candy, and a hell of a lot of fucking beer when it comes out. So I want those bonds just remember, gone. Just remember, there are two. There's a that is one separate thing to a stock. Fundamentals are important. I'm not saying that they're not. What I am saying, though, there's that is one aspect of a stock, an equity that will make it move. There's other things that have to be combined with fundamentals to make a stock move. Or else you are just literally playing a game of tug of war where it's not being tugged farther in one direction. I just want there has to be in the coffers. Correct. No, and I understand that. And I get that. And everything do- everything helps the balance sheet. It does. And I get that side of it. You can go to movies. You continue to go to movies. You continue to go ahead and get the popcorn. You get all their the credit card, all that stuff. I'm very interested to see those numbers, by the way, the popcorn sales and the credit card, specifically the credit card, because I know that made some Absolutely. money. Had to. Had to have just the interest alone is going to pay them some some bucks, period. But that doesn't mean that you can't be still purchasing the stock. Stock still moves from directions of buying pressure. And two, if you're buying, oh, sorry. I was going to add, and then somebody done. Go ahead, add. No, I was going to add two. You, you got to think like. Have you ever been down and out? You've been dead fucking broke. Any fucking extra income helps. So let them make the extra money on the credit card. That's just one of the few things. There's going to be many, many more things after. So just, you know what I mean? That's, that's all I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, people still need to buy options. Options are a directional push for a stock. Most stock directions are actually made because of options. I understand that they control the market. I understand the market maker controls the price. I understand that every time they set a max pain, it's normally a cent to six cents less of whatever max pain was. Like, wasn't it max pain this week? Four fifty, four dollars and fifty cents. I think it was. Yes. Yeah, and then they dropped it below it. Sorry for that. Yeah, and what? 
Yeah, but what was it? What, $4.45 at close today? Hold on, just double checking, just because. You know, we're yeah. apes. We don't care about the price. <laughs> Nobody knows. No, I know that. <laughs> I, I know we don't give a shit about the price, but my. my no, I know. I know. I'm fucking. 444. Yeah, what I'm I think trying to say is that, hey, you need to make sure fundamentals are one aspect to a stock to stock movement. That's just that's just being logical. I mean, you have to do it from all aspects to get a stock to move. And their broke asses don't want to pay no damn options right now. No, they do not. No, and nor do they want us to get out of this channel that's below five dollars either because then then the money that they're going to lose can be exponential 39 percent. just let them sit there and be broke man you know let them do the thing let them drag it out oh till they get the uh till they get the okay they can go ahead and keep doing what they're doing as long as it's working out for them i don't think there's this like one person up above that's saying okay now we can let this thing move I don't think that at all. Whatever. I really Whatever don't. the case. Whatever which way is going to start. One way or another. There, it, it, you're, you're literally playing the longest game of stare that you've ever played. Yeah, but if it was me and I was on their side looking at the numbers, seeing that we weren't selling and seeing that we were buying, that'd be a different kind. That'd be like, you're brain dead. You're not even staring no more. You're just, <laughs> you're not even there. <laughs> But here, when you're going ahead and you are making, when you guys are going ahead and you're actually sitting there and you're on the opposite side, they don't know what their losses are. They have no idea until they close their position. And once they close their position, that's when they find out when their loss, how much loss they actually have. For right now, that actual, what they're seeing is probably a profit as of right now. But once they actually withdraw from their position and close it out, that's when it becomes real. It doesn't become real until they actually close. That's what it is. Those losses could be infinite. Because they had to literally double, triple, quadruple, you know, six tuplet, eight tuplet. Or I mean, it's it's unfathomable. Yeah, this one's gonna hurt a little different. Yeah, this is gonna wipe out. <laughs> this is gonna wipe out people. But same thing with all, same thing with all the meme stocks in in this basket. The ones that they have royally fucked over, all of them. This whole basket is going to fuck them up like it's no one's business. This is you, this is you this is you against a gang of 50 in the street and they have lead pipes. That's what this fight is and they are literally going to get beaten by this group of 50 to where they are just bloody. I mean that's that's honestly what they dug themselves a hole into. Why do you think you see 
Citadel that's trying to purchase up all this UBS garbage like they did today. Robert, did you see that too? I wanted to ask you. I totally forgot about that until now. Yeah, my dad's told me about it. Yeah, that UBS basically trying to or Citadel, quote unquote, trying to cover their ass. Yeah, they're the only ones. They don't want. They don't want UBS and uh, to sell them out. No, 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 no. If UBS can't sell. Because no one wants that nuclear hot potato. No one. Mm-mm. You're talking about offering buying the... Uh... They're, t- they're talking about the yeah, bonds yeah, yeah. and the swaps. They don't want... They can't let go of... Citadel cannot afford to let go... Or let UBS let go of that Credit Suisse, Archegos nonsense. Can't afford it. Uh, so they're just doing it to cover it up and not let the information get out. They have to. They well, have. That, to. That's kind of that's they, kind they, of like the long along the lines of what I was speaking of anyway. Like eventually, you know, what I mean, eventually they'll go belly no, up. Yeah. But that's the thing is, is that they only have to pay a nominal value of that specific bond, that specific swap, to basically claim ownership of it. They can't. It's not like they're paying this, you know. 500 billion or quintillion dollars they're paying a portion of it for the claim the claim of ownership right. so but they can't let that thing go that thing's go that thing goes they're exposed oh for sure they've been doing this since robert if you correct me if i'm wrong but since last i think it was march last year of 23 for for what i'm sorry for the bond the ubs it's either a bond or a swap i can't remember which one it is i know it's i know it was underwritten by ubs there's both a swap there's actually six swaps and there's two bonds and citadel i think owns three of them yeah that's correct okay so there's three of them that citadel owns if citadel didn't buy them ubs releases them if it gets released it gets released back into those equities yes and it spurs a floodgate more be magical i'll tell you that this is your occ waterfall that i kept on talking about when one failing when one member fails the other one has to pick them up and so on and so forth causing a cascading effect of failures yep and they have February twenty six with the uh, margin haircuts too. So I don't know. Ooh. Start doing the salsa. <laughs> we can do the salsa. Or we can do the There's something, something's one. breaking soon. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. No, something is breaking. Something's getting ready to break. I can tell bro. you. I can tell you, and I'm going to state this for, especially for Robert and for Bleach up here. When we tell you guys a date. This is not a date of when this thing can go off. This is an important date that is for a something happening. Meaning the next step to like, our goal. You know? Correct. It's a dot to connect to the next dot. Because what you need is you need 
the head of the snake. The head of the snake is the banks. You need bank runs. You need banks to go under. Banks going under represents sponsorships going under. Because each one of these hedge funds are attached to a prime broker. Prime brokers are banks. Banks failing means sponsorship money failing. Credit lines going poof. Margin going poof. Kill the banks. You win. So, what do I mean? March 11th, bank term funding program. Combined with hold to maturity in the commercial real estate market. Both those two are intertwined. The minute March 11th happens and they don't get that overnight funding that they so desperately need to keep going, they are now forced to use the Fed window where they have to trade in their strongest form of collateral to the Fed for cash. They're not going to do that. They will hold on for as long as they can. More than likely, you are going to see anywhere between 40 to 60% of banks in general start to go under. Go ahead, go ahead, SR. Oh, well, I didn't want to interrupt you. That's why I took my hand down because I didn't want you to stop prematurely. So if you've got more to say, go ahead and say it first. No, that's why I'm saying March 11th is a crucial date because the bank term funding program ends. And a lot of your hold to maturity loans are also due in March. Okay. When the time comes that you think that there's no, absolutely no turn back, uh, that, that it has begun and the Mission Impossible fuse has been lit, just let me know when I should order my cake because I'm going to celebrate. That's all I want to know. I am the same way that I've been since the since I've gotten into this place since it, the very beginning, and this is going on three years. One day you're going to wake up, and there will be a couple of zeros behind your account, and that's what I'll keep to because I no matter what. I am not one for hopium. That already happened. I, I want to know when there's a couple more. <laughs> yeah, but I've never sat there and said, hey, it's going to happen on this date. You've never heard me once say that. No, no, that's that's what we try not to do. That's why mm -hmm. I'm saying the only date I care about is the day I can order my cake. Well, when when you see a bunch of banks failing, there's your there's your... A great idea time. Yeah, here's something else. February 26th, where are they going to get all those real shares if there's no shares that are real out there to be? Ding, 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 TC, tell me what he's won. <laughs> you won a brand new pair of golden Trump shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> those things are ugly as shit. <laughs> It's like Fakitis and semi-pro. God, he's but, ugly uh, as shit. <laughs> Robert, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I was just talking about February twenty-six, but uh, or Monday coming up. But it's it's looking like uh, they're not gonna be able to get these shares. There's, there's real shares. There's no way. There's no real shares to be able to get. So it's done in my mind. 
well, let's be honest here. There hasn't been a real fucking share since probably March of 21. Oh, definitely. Before that, because in 2014, Citadel was shorting the shit out of it, and they've been carrying the full bag for 10 years. Or yeah. Yeah, this was an this was a liquidity grab for ever. And even before AMC was actually AMC, even when it was private, they were using that as collateral towards their bets when it was private. I mean, they've done every bit of nefarious shit you could possibly do to a company. AMC definitely went through it. That's why Adam Aaron's a goddamn genius, especially with taking away their preferred equity that, of course, J.P. Morgan was a part of because they were originally on the board. And when he took that preferred equity away and gave it to you guys, oh, man, that started the whirlwind of shit. Hey, does anyone remember uh, the book called Flash Boys? What book? Flash Boys. Uh, if you can give me a quick synopsis, I can tell you if I've read it or not. Uh, it was by a guy named Michael Lewis. Uh, I need a, I need like a partial story. Um, it was between, uh, it's from two, uh, uh, 2008 with uh, Barclays and uh, no, I, have, I haven't read it. Okay, can't say I've read it, but go ahead and continue. Oh, I was just saying just today. Um, if you, hmm. <laughs> uh, just today, uh, let's go today. We don't need to go back to circa 1066. Yep. Well, we don't need to go over history. Yep, exactly. So, uh, today, um, our friends at Barclays, uh, fail. Are they really friends? Well, well whatever. They, they, okay. <laughs> Um, they failed to get sued over unregistered securities tossed. This happened. Oh. This happened back in 2008 as well, and then they settled it in 2016. But um, they had um, about 17.7 uh, billion in unregistered securities. Hmm. Is that? But I didn't think. Wait, that's not naked shorts, is it? I would assume so. I I pin the article and the uh, and I, many people don't subscribe to Bloomberg, so thank you to the people that do. Um, but I pinned it to the uh, comments in the bottom. Versus, I can mm -hmm. pin it to the top if you want, but it's uh, go it's ahead to read. Um, That's fine. Well. I I like reading. Uh, it's a good it's a good little one, uh, and um, those pictures are not mine, but um. I did. Someone else I know has a um, thing to uh, Bloomberg. So if you just read through that, and then if you have a computer and you, um, do people know how to um, Google G? The Googie yeah. machine. So type in Barclays, Credit Suisse, and there is a re record deal struck over dark pools. It, it's. It never changes. <laughs> it's the same players. Um, just that's my point. Is we're dealing with the same people doing the same shit. Some of them may change uh, 
hats, so they may, may, may pay for the Yankees instead of the Mets. Ah. So you mean it's like, uh, you know, it's J.P. Morgan, but J.P. Morgan Chaz? And like change the name slightly? Yeah, exactly. But even so, and then some of them actually work at the SEC, and then they go get their retirement jobs at uh, XYZ Hedge Fund, Bernanke. Oh. Uh, the, Bernanke? What? <laughs> yeah, and Jay Clayton at uh, Simon Cromwell. I'll keep bringing yeah. up and um, Simon Cromwell's getting sued. Um, no. Yes. yes. Oh, he was such a good guy, kind well, of. Not well, really. Simon and Cromwell, the law, <laughs> law firm's getting sued. I know. Yeah. I'm, I know. So they're getting sued. Um, so all this stuff's coming out at once. And um, don't forget, uh, it seems like far away, but it's really not. May starts oh, at T, T, T1. Is that correct? Yeah, T1 settlements. In May? Is that May 1st? Yeah, good luck. Good luck with trying to get those to be actual T1 settlements. Is there exemptions for that still? I don't think that there's exemptions. I'm just talking about there's no way that they're going to be able to trade or to settle things T1. Well, I mean, does it matter? Because they can just do the FTD route. Not not necessarily, because, I mean, even in your... If the trade goes into an internalizer, so let's just use Citadel Connect for an example. You have T plus uh, three, T plus seven from an internalizer standpoint. Yeah, but I mean, they can, they're supposed to settle in T plus one. So they end up with a bunch of FTDs, which doesn't matter. Probably. Which doesn't matter, right? No, I mean, it doesn't matter because when, what is an FTD? What, what, it doesn't mean dick anyway. Right. That's a. Uh, trying to get to I'm like so i get you rule rule but it doesn't matter and um just want to point out page 37 again on the october uh let me look that up again october uh october 14 2021 report page 37 of the sec report for gamestop which is mm -hmm. different than the uh congress report which was in, oh. in summer so uh, if you're in doubt, um, I can read a little bit. So on the 27th of January, 2021, Citadel internalized nearly 4.2 billion of GME. Hmm. And Virtu. Wait, what's their float? Virtu internalized an average of 23.4 million of GME each day in December of 2020 and 2.2 billion of GME on the 26th of January. What was their float? What, 79, what, 79 million? Uh, I can't really get so many numbers in my head. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was roughly around like 75 or 79 million, somewhere around yeah, and there. And then there's another note that says Susquehanna, which... Um, Ooh, that doesn't shock me in any which they way. They also uh, did 12% internalized... Uh, dollar volume. So there's a lot of internalization. So what I'm trying to say is it's there. They've told us that they're, they're internalizing shit and, and they're not uh, changing their plans. They're not going to change their plans because that was in the Congress report. It says uh, key report finding number three, the brokers are not going to change their ways. Mm. Very, very interesting. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
Okay, you're gone. Uh, so the other thing we have is 57 uh, tokenized stocks, which uh, we did find today. Uh, I don't know what space it was on, but I heard um, NVIDIA was one of them. Um, I know there's Apple. Mm, that's shocking. I know there's Apple. I know there's Tesla. We know there's uh, GME. We know there's uh, AMC. We know there's Ape. I don't know the other, whatever it is, 47 others. Uh, but that's also important if you if you can figure out. Um, I think it's dog, 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 dog with hat. Yeah, he probably has some tweets maybe out there. Um, and mm-hmm. those would be good things to like, um, not just like look at and read, um, but maybe email to your uh, your representatives, um, not the secretary. Email them to those companies. Email them to. Directly, I mean, those, those like Tim Cook has his email address out there. You send it to him, and what's worse is going to happen is it, he doesn't read it. But if you send it to him every day at the same time, eventually he's going to catch on. I would agree with that. And Go ahead, I think Sora. that's kind of there's a space earlier, and there's some people talking about that. And I think um, that's kind of like something to do for people if you don't know what to do. Um, if you've read stuff and know stuff, um, that would be a way to uh, help things along. You can help things along by writing to your constituents in your respective states, along with your senator. I mean, senators, congressmen, your local government. Right directly to the company owners, like the CEOs. So now, so let me. So I mean, realistic. I'm just being realistic here. If you're going to company owners, um, like for like Apple, for example, like why does that matter? Well, well, then I'm going to guess that they are more a part of the game than anything else. Because one, they're interested because it's their company. Two, Mm -hmm. if you're going to send it to the Congress people, they're involved. They're part of the deal. So are the Mega 7. I mean, they have to be a part of the deal. Not the CEOs. They have an obligation. They do have an obligation, but okay, as we literally just spent an hour and a half showing you how that these Mega 7 stocks, specifically two of them as an example of Apple and NVIDIA, who have nefariously gone ahead and rewrote their numbers on their financial statements to go ahead and make sure that they can skim at the top and basically make sure that they give a constant gamma squeeze. And someone's showing them that. But it doesn't hurt. I understand that it doesn't hurt, but if you're a part if you're a part of it, why are you going to even rectify it? Because then now you're guilty of by association regardless. Uh, I'm, I'm, you lost me on that one because if you send it to the CEO and I've gotten written communication that I'm talking about like with Apple and NVIDIA just because from what I just went over like they're a part of the scam that, well so is the government the government is I've, I've stated that clearly that there's no way that there isn't any type of government entity that's not involved with this yeah that doesn't know what's going on <laughs> they're 100% know what's going on. And they're 100% told that they cannot let this go. Exactly. By who? Probably the SEC, the Fed, or even Janet Yellen. Or is it the law firms? Mm, 
or is it? I would say more. I would say more government entity because I guarantee you that the people that are inside, like the Fed, that are actually crunching the numbers and trying to realize that hey, there's no way that we're going to get back the same amount, or we're not going to get more than what we're going to have to pay out. Yeah, I, 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 I would say out of the fifty-seven stocks, I don't think all the CEOs are corrupt. No, I'm not saying that all of them. I'm just I just gave two examples of ones that would basically not want so to be guilty by association it, by it you only, sending. Well, it only in. takes one. True. True. So I'm saying it. But then it, it still goes to the regulator that's basically going to go ahead and say, "Okay, I'm going to investigate this," or is he going to be told not to? I I don't know, but they'll have the information in front of them. I'm sure they have it. I don't know, but it creates noise. It creates pressure. I can I can understand that. I'm going to answer SR's question, and then we can get back to this because it is an interesting topic of conversation. Go ahead, SR. Oh well, then keep going with it because I, I, I no, I, I your hand's been up for a good long hot minute, and I don't want it to fall off. Oh, no, it never it won't fall off. It's fictitious. Uh, I know, but go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, we I, can go. We I, that that our debate can go on for hours about that. I, th- I think I stepped out when you put this thing up by uh, Kevin Malone. It's like the third one in about the naked short sales. They're allowed yeah. to. Uh, they're allowed to. Uh, 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 if they have a fund associated as mar- as a market maker. They are allowed to naked short. Yeah, but on the back, I, I wasn't here for that. If you t- if you went over it, um, on the back end of that, uh, is, since they're allowed to do that now, is there some type of transparency that we can actually follow it? Or a follow fail them? may here. I'll read the actual blurb. Uh, a fail may also result from a naked short selling. For an example, market makers who sell short. Uh, thinly traded illiquid stocks in response to customer demand may encounter difficulty in obtaining securities when the time for delivery arrives. Right. But if they're going to allow that, are there, is there going to be, do you know, if there's going to be transparency in allowing us to follow it to make sure it gets. That is, I believe that has to go hand in hand with the upcoming new cat system but as you've probably guys have probably have all seen that uh senator kennedy um it was also running as independent basically is trying to block that well does it matter anyway. say that it would hurt retail kennedy is trying to block it i thought he was for yeah. transparency He's for transparency, but I believe he's trying to block it from its existence. But maybe a hundred has more to talk about with that. Go ahead. No, it's simply if most people, if they don't know this by now on this call, the cat doesn't record foreign transactions. So, what what the fuck is the point when most of the clearing takes place offshore? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well. Yeah, that's when they bundled up and send it over, right? But uh, that's what I'm talking about. Are we going to be allowed to track it because they're not allowed to bundle it off, bundle it up, and send it over? If they're it's a swap, to be. Go ahead. Yeah, if it's a swap, you can't with the unique identifiers, but you can't do it with the with the bundled stuff. When you um, say you can't, you can't 
bundle it, where's that coming from? Is that a new law that's being proposed? Is, is that what you're saying? Are you talking about like an ETF? Because an ETF is basically a bundle of likewise stocks. You're supposed to close this stuff. You're supposed to pay your dues. You're supposed to be responsible for your transactions. Okay? And when they take this shit and send it overseas, they're no longer responsible for it. And the, the U.S. can't go after them. That's why Germany has all these AMC shares and Brazil has all these AMC shares. And the Brazilian ERs have already been canceled. But when you say really? supposed to, when you say supposed to, <laughs> yeah, was Joe Wang supposed to uh, do what he did? No, so, uh, but he did anyway. With people that they don't follow the rules, they don't follow the laws. So, just to answer the Brazilian BDR question, because that was where City, that was Citibank's doing. They were the ones that made those BDRs because BDRs and ABRs can only be made by a bank. And those were canceled out due to their contract that expiring. And that was last year, I believe. I think it was in May. Bog sold so many damn shares off of that. Oh, Citigroup. The city sold sold those like <laughs> like candy. Like they were pop rocks, yeah. and you were selling them individually. Three hundred eight billion shares of AMC that I saw through their their BDR uh, ledger. That that was wild when we saw that. Yeah, but that, it wasn't that wiped clean. Uh, the residuals should still be there, but um. I know those BDRs aren't there. Not in the system, but they do exist in swap form. So, uh, okay, right? Yeah, Robert's right. You, you know, they they might offshore these things. They move them around. They you know play this shell game with with their liability, but uh, the liability will always still be there. Uh, you got to imagine this is a trade. So, you know, someone's taking the other side of their trade, whether they're short or long, or, or if they're moving their liability to one place or another, someone is the counterparty to that situation. So at the end of the day, that someone is going to want their money or they're going to want you to close or they're going to want their assets Correct. for the collateral that was promised or whatever it is, you know, with in the swap contract. So, so they, even if they take these naked shares, move them offshore uh, to facilitate, you know, kicking the FTD can down the road, it does, they don't just go away. It doesn't disappear. They still have no. the mountain of liability held against them that they still have to close out. I'm not saying, Cornelius, that they just like disappear like the actual, like the ABR, the BDR, but the, the nominal value is still there regardless, and that still has to be transferred to whoever wins that bet. Right. You, you're just seeing the swap that carried through that if it carried through a BDR or an ADR somewhere else, you just see Correct. it has moved somewhere else and you don't have the paper trail to see exactly where it went after that Correct. at this time, you know, not that it can't be uncovered somehow, but uh, it, it's just a follow the, follow the trail, follow the money. Uh, what, what cup has the ball under it now? You know, 
Exactly. It's you don't know. You have to guess which cup. It could be with cup A, B, or C, or the cup fell out of the, the table, and that's the trick where all three cups are empty. Yeah. And that means that it's just in a swap. Yeah, the sw- swaps are hard to track, and, and especially when they internalize stuff. And that's what I was. My point was with the SEC um, report on GameStop was they mm-hmm. freely admitted. It's proven that on the 27th of January, they did $4.2 billion of just one ticker, GME, just one. That was just one. That was Citadel. Virtu did another $2.2 billion. So th- those are what we call dark pools, alternate uh, ATSs. I can't say the other name. Um High frequency trading, trading the same one or two shares back and forth, you know, a million times. Yep. So that that's that. It's all proven in a report. I mean, it's right there in black and white from the SEC. Mm-hmm. So of what's course. the limit on how much you can internalize? I don't think there are actual limits associated with internalization or putting it into an OTC or a dark pool, I think they have to have the specific margin to cover what they're doing. Now, where do they get the margin from? Well, the margin is from, it could be from whatever form of collateral that they're using towards that position. Oh, so like maybe they got collateral from, what are the two ones that went up? That's their, like they could have gotten the NVIDIA. 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 The, the SMCI. SCMI, yeah. Weird. They yeah. get from two major places. They're, they, come from concent- they come from concentrated short position for- portfolios and high liquidity uh, portfolios, that, which are institutionalized. So have- ETFs, yeah. largely. Yeah, New Max 7, all that is involved. But, but, but mainly that short concentrated portfolio offshore that's where they draw the liquidity from. So you're talking about basically, and I'm just using this as an example, when you had Pelifox, you had Citadel, Pelifox being the outside entity sponsoring Citadel to go ahead and Pelifox shorting the government bond while Citadel going ahead and collecting the reverse repo, but being able to use that as a form of collateral. Or margin. Yeah, all hidden in the under agreement, underwriting agreements between the master agreement of the ISDA contract, the mm-hmm. um, the trade execution policy of that offshore entity, meaning like a, a Northern Trust, and then, yep. and then their master their master trade execution policy, which is inclusive and includes all the funds. So. Yeah, that's usually right. Because remember, those those contracts, those is the contracts, um, are not available for anyone to see. Those are those yeah. are proprietary held contracts between the the two or whatever counterparties there are. It could be more than two, but um, yeah, the only the only people with eyes on those contracts are the the counterparties involved. And credit support analysts that are newly assigned to each file because they kind of picked up that the they, if court. they if they land on the desk of, of the risk department yeah and sometimes they don't even land on the desk there you know like sometimes these things are essentially 
handshake deals between uh that's how they used to be individuals that's how they used to be until like the new rules in phase six because and especially with bill huang doing what he did that's why they started assigning credit support analysts to each individual new is to contract then that was starting last year i think it was correct but that's only to reported yeah, correct. <laughs> the, no, newly what I mean is so newly. much of these are unreported anyway. Yet, yes, if they are reported, they have to uh, meet the collateral requirements for the is the contrast. They need to meet the risk collateral requirements. They need to meet the regulation between the uh, is the regulations through with the BIS, the Bank of yeah. International Settlements. But that's for reported and and. As and far as the new, OTC new, market goes, yeah, it's new the contracts. Probably, probably less than twenty percent of the entire market is reported. Yeah, and that's why you consider that's why that number of uh, was it quadrillions? No, quin quintillion. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. Sorry, quintillion. It's, that's about a thousand times more than a quadrillion. Yeah, correct. But I'm saying that that's why that number is reported as six quadrillion. And it actually- yeah, the reported market is quadrillion. Yes, the unreported market is the what did we see at FTX twenty six quintillion? Yeah, in a possible uh, claim liability. Mm, yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Robert, I don't know why you're holding oh. your hand up, considering that you're a co-host. No, I want to take my turn, but uh, I was thinking while you guys were talking, if the unsecured notes or the unsecured loans or whatever you want to call them, the unsecured uh, debt obligations through the options, or not, what am I talking about? The, not, not the options, if they go to the same standards as the secured, then they're fucked because they can't resource enough collateral through other means to do so. So then they're fucked February 26th starting on that date because they can't actually source any fucking shares. If there's any form of regulatory body, you know, like the, the bank of international settlements and the, is the, uh, regulation control, wherever that comes from, that can force the, yeah, force the, requirements for collateral to be 100% you know or or whatever you know okay. and, and for the reported for the reported i mean that would fuck people you know um even if it's not all the unreported but if you force you know 100% collateral for the, what is reported because they're so over leveraged in in that markets and the risk is so high i mean they they should have been forcing 100 percent collateral years ago in the in those markets they should but they couldn't because the the stuff they had under their books so now they can because they shifted all that over okay but of course you know it's just don't worry about it it's all okay you know it so i have a question from the audience how slash why does public have AMC bonds? <laughs> and you can buy. That's them. a good thing. Buying the bonds would actually help you your company out. So if they're buying the bonds, these. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Before yeah, you before I, you get too far there, Robert, because not correct. This I'm is sorry. not those bonds. No. What they're selling are derivatives. 
These are not you're not buying AMC's debt. You are buying a derivative on the uh, basically, which is a futures contract that is derived of the value of AMC's debt. So Correct. basically, uh, no matter what you buy or sell through these bonds on public, uh, you you're not getting any cash into the books on AMC. It doesn't touch AMC's books whatsoever, and you're not reducing any amount of debt AMC will have to pay. You're not taking it off their hands because you're not actually touching their actual uh, lean debt note that AMC is contracted to with its with its creditors. You are just trading in derivatives that derive their value based off of the futures value of those debt notes that are in place with other creditors. So they have nothing to do with AMC. Hold on. It's, a, it's like, an, it's like an options contract. Sorry. I had to do the, the hand, the hands clap. Because there was absolute spot on answer. Is there a um, amendment to that? That says that they can actually process any type of shares to, or to locate any shares from themselves. No. Well, no, because yeah, it's not a like a warrant. If you if you somehow could purchase warrants through AMC that could be convertible uh, into shares, that, which is a totally separate transaction for than, than what these bonds are. For what everybody that's wondering, he Cornelius is talking about a warranty bond. Go ahead. Yeah, and so that would be a type of situation where you where it could become convertible into shares uh, when like maturity date happens. Um, but that is not again. It's that's not even what these vehicles are. These vehicles are ju- literally just derivative trading. It's not. It's just gambling. It's just side bets on the on the on the credit value. To add to that, there would have to be it, the warranty. There would have to be shares available for that warranty to become actually valid. And, and uh, no I believe John Merriweather has stated in an email to someone that there are no convertible bonds, warrants, um, no. securities, or anything because we already converted apes. So at this moment, there are no other securities. Uh, convertible bonds, convertible warrants, or anything of that sort uh, issued by AMC, the company. So none of these, none of these, have any of those rights um, t- in- included in the, into what you buy in the contract at public. One hundred, then uh, SR. Just curious, are we describing collateralized corporate bonds? A warrant, no. uh, warrant bonds. Okay. So they can option out for assets as, or the, for the actual, you know, stock if they wanted it, but there are none of that in AMC anymore. Understood. SR. Cornelius, is there a post that says that? Because I don't do bonds, so I just kind of blew over that when I saw that. Uh, uh, is there a post that says that this has nothing to do with AMC and it's just a freaking bullshit AMC bond thing? Is there something I can? I mean, I mean that's my D. That's my DD, and that's the what I know about bonds. But you can, 
the best place for you if you want to know the best place would be go to public's website go to their like disclosures go to their documentation and find out what what they define these bonds as they should define that in their contracts somewhere or their terms of uh service or their terms of definition yeah, it, it should define what these things are and it'll it'll tell you uh they're they're derivatives they're not they're they're uh for someone who doesn't to, know to buy is it self-explanatory so for someone that doesn't know what they're looking for <laughs> So when you go on to public's website, they have to disclose what these bonds actually are. They can't just go ahead and throw it up on a wall, hoping that it sticks and say that, oh yeah, these are this, when it's really this. They can't do that by law. If they're selling a product, they have to be able to give you an explanation and a definition of what this actually is. Well, that's what uh, FTX did. And said that it was back one. No, 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 no. FTX, and, FTX was completely different because they didn't have the actual definition. Public is not FTX. All right, because what I what I've read. Well, and FTX may have defined it that way too. But here, the what you're saying is is the opposite of, of yeah of what we're talking about. Where where they were they were saying we have something legitimate. We have something that is back one for one, and then they never did. What I'm saying is what what public is offering is not – you're not buying the uh, debt. You're not buying AMC's debt. You're not you know, giving AMC uh, money, or you're not giving AMC's creditors money to buy the debt. You're just buying a derivative uh, of the debt. You're, you're just – or selling, or, you know, whether you're buying or selling, you're just going and trading derivatives that that are derived only to to essentially mirror the value of those debt notes that they, you know, because they show the different debt notes. Like you could purchase the twelve percent twenty twenty sixes, or you could purchase the seven percent, you know, twenty twenty fours, or you know, whatever. I, I don't remember the exact numbers. I'm just you're not there, buying but... the debt. Plain and simple, you're not right. buying the debt. You're not helping AMC. Yeah, because when I when I read that thing, I don't. Just a couple of days ago, someone someone posted that. Oh, you, there's bonds and stuff that you can buy for AMC now. And someone else posted that. No, you you don't want to buy those bonds because it, uh, AMC ends up having to pay interest on those bonds or stuff like that. I'm just like, oh crap, for bonds. I can't stand bonds. Uh, and I just kind of went by it. Because, you know, I don't tell people what to do. They do their own thing. But uh, no, AMC pays the coupon to their creditors. Right. They do not like if you go and buy these bonds, you're not like AMC is not paying you a check for your measly interest coupon that you might get out of that. That's going to come from public, the broker or whoever is holding the derivatives that you're buying from. They're going to pay you whatever coupon or whatever, you know, however your contract for that is or whatever yield, you know, it's not coming from AMC. It's not going to AMC. It has nothing, nothing to do with AMC other than the fact that it's basically it trades on the value of that specific debt note. So it, it's just derivative. But I'll, I will tell you one thing, too, that is. You know, you mentioned seeing 
some place say, oh, you should buy the bonds because it helps, or, or someplace somebody saying something else. It's like, well, you got to remember, when you're trading anything, you're trading options, you're trading securities, you're trading uh, these derivative bonds. Well, there's a buyer and there's a seller. And the only reason why you can go and buy is because someone wants to sell. So remember that when you see someone saying, oh, you should go buy AMC bonds. Well, that could also, they could be saying that because they have AMC bonds that they really want to offload. So uh, buyer beware sort of thing where, you know, you someone's telling you, oh, these are going to uh, help AMC pay off their debt. Well, you know, that right there is a lie or they don't know what they're talking about. So maybe it's because this person is really hoping to offload a bunch of these derivative bonds that they've been holding uh, because they maybe they feel like the value of them are going to go down in the near future. And so they want to find some schmuck that's going to come in and buy them off of them. Well, so, Like I said, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to bonds. So <laughs> I just proved it. So, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't dabble in that, but I'm going to find out about that shit. Cause I'll definitely be blasting that if I find it again. Thanks. Go blast away, my friend. I want a, I want the laser ba- blaster from Binford. <laughs> and it even turns out that a lot of these things, um, uh, these derivatives too, can become synthetically traded bonds. So uh, not only would you maybe you be buying into you know something that isn't uh, really affecting AMC in any way, but you could be buying something that is is completely diluted through synthetics. In, in the market for the bonds. So um, another reason to be super careful over there. Hey, SR, real, one quick question. When are you going to change your name to Benford Man Kitchen? Uh, uh, probably never. <laughs> oh, come on. Security. I found a site online about them bonds, and there's two things that are interesting to me. One is all the data about AMC on that page is from 2013. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm wondering if they didn't get like 15 year bonds back then that they're holding, that they've been holding onto this whole time that they're trying to sell. I will. I sent you a link to that site. Yeah, you sent me the link. I saw it. I will, what's it called? Uh, just on Sunday night, remind me and I will. I will check it out on Monday. Because what it seems like to me is based on, like, if that was an updated page, they would have more up-to-date information. But their theater count Correct. and all that is in the date Correct. 2013 in that picture I said. So I'm thinking they held 15-year we'll bonds. Again. If they have all them bonds for all that value that they can sell and raise cash there on top of that, that just... I mean, that's like instant debt payoff. They could literally... AMC Entertainment. Hold on. AMC Entertainment Holdings, Inc. is a theatrical exhibition company. As of September 30th of 2013, the company owned, operated, and held interest in 343 theaters with a total of 4,950 screens, primarily in North America. The company, full borrower, issuer name, AMC Holdings, corporate, AMC Entertainment and Leisure. Placement amount, 950 million USD. 
and there's a bunch of them. Uh, there's like four of them. Can you can you take another picture and take off the the websites used for cookies? So yeah, because it takes up like a quarter of the screen. Yeah, or if you could just send me that information, and then I can go ahead and piggyback off of it, so I can look. I mean, 2013 is when they IPO'd. I mean, this might just be... That was when... This is, yeah, the this is probably just when when they got initial round of, you know, debt notes made you there know, you to go. borrow money when I, their IPO. I said it. They have a face value of 1000 right. It's got the premium and all that on there. But when you look at the chart value, the chart value fluctuates, but that's up to date, the current. So I'm thinking they were like 15-year bonds or something, or maybe 20-year bonds that... They had from before that that they listed in 2013. I don't know, but it seems weird that they never updated the description. What website are you on? Dbonds.com. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just old data. I mean, well, no, it's. It, it, I guarantee you that this is, if you have a subscription, I guarantee the subscription is probably more up to date. Are we talking the public site that this stuff is on? Is that what you're talking, Matt? Is that what you're the, pulling? The website from? is called the website is cbonds.com. As an S E S E E S B O N D S dot com. I can't hear who's asking. I can send him the link. No, uh, it's it was SR. I I already got the. I I have it pulled up. I'm just. Try old bond search form. Uh, URL not found. I can look this up on Monday for you, and I'll send over whatever information I get from it. I don't think I do. I think the thing is, though, am, am I wrong to think that AMC would have to own the bonds in order to sell them off, which means that they would have had to buy them, and they're on a term, and maybe they're trying to unload them? the remainder of the term to raise more cash possible um i still have i'm right. still i mean amc you know they they basically issue bonds yeah. to raise raise capital you know like in any company like so yeah what you're seeing what you're seeing is just this an old issuance of you know of bonds that, that they did to raise capital in 2013 i was literally on the page that i was trying to find then all of a sudden literally my whole place literally just went <laughs> like the electricity cut out for a second
thank God I'm on my phone. Oh, and my computer is not fucked up. Thank God. Anywho, hey, Skidmark. Oh, hello. You should um probably go to my profile real quick and then go back and, and see if it changed. Oh, fuck yes. Made my day. There you go. Ben no, Bird. who should really be looking at that is SR. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Man, SR, you still getting hit by the CIA or what? Uh, no, it wasn't the CIA. Oh, man, I might have been. I don't know. But uh, I was told that it was a I... uh, professional hit. No shit. That was real. Um, I was told that it was a professional hit. I think Elon is after you, man. I don't know who the fuck it was, he he. but they, they got me good. And the, uh, those uh, dress-wearing agents, that's what it is. Nah, it was dun, Sugar Kush. Dun, dun, he called his cousins, dun. and you know they went. <laughs> they said it was hey, from Russia. You don't. You can't that make fun anything. of a poo. You can't make fun of a poo at the whoa, quickie whoa, mart. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not making fun of him right now, all right? I thought that you were talking about Sugar Kush's cousin. Oh no! Like I'm talking about the call center that he called in. You know, oh, probably Citizen works God, over there too. Oh okay. I thought you were talking about his cousin Apu. I'll say one thing. It seems like he may have gulped out more than he could chew. It's a it's a big gulp. Mm, probably. Probably. I, I thought it was a liquor store between seven and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That is crazy, man. But these bonds, man. Like I'm sick and tired of these bonds, man. Fuck the bonds, all right? Yep. Thank you. They're they're but they are apparent and they are consequential to what needs to happen. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, but it's something that I do not understand, right? And I'm not saying it just for me, it's something that I understand like buying a stock. Because like I'm buying a percentage mm-hmm. of the company, I understand that, right? So, like stocks, they have no expiration date. But you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, leaps, options, all this stuff they do, right? So, I just buy the stock because that way I can own the company. Other thing, other than that, like you know, the bonds and the rest of the stuff that is very, you know, difficult for somebody like me to understand. I'm not gonna touch that shit. Let them. It's bonds are bonds are stupid easy, and here's why: you're buying debt. That's basically what you're doing. You're buying the debt, and you're betting on a direction of where the debt's going to go. If by debt goes well, that's if you're that's if you're actually interacting with the corporation. No, and I understand that, but I mean that's. But the if basis you're interacting with this website, like public, oh no, you're I'm not, not actually buying AMC's debt. You're you're buying, like I said, <laughs> derivatives. Uh, derivatives based on. You see what I mean? But what I'm talking, but what I'm talking about is, is that you and I, and we both understand that at a retail level, that's not happening for a bond purchase. Right. We are now, you know, you got to have 
big money, big money lawyers, big money contracts. Uh, you're not you're not going and buying you know a hundred dollars worth of AMC's debt. Oh, Correct. You know, and, and holding happening. that. You know, AMC's gonna sell like millions of dollars worth of debt, if not tens or hundreds so, of millions like, real of dollars quick, worth of real debt. Real quick, then why did these clowns come in to talk about bonds then if, if retail, you know, unless I mean because they're holding the other side of the derivative bonds I, I that they want to offload. I understand that, but that you just said that you need millions of dollars. You know, let's just say hundreds of thousands to be able to even be purchasing this. Why are they coming to retail to ask them this when they are telling you that you're 90% down and all this stuff? So where are you going to get the money well, to get this stuff? Well, well Bleach, yeah. The people telling you this are retail traders. They they don't hold any of AMC's debt. They're not selling. They're not selling AMC's debt to you. The people telling you this on Twitter are are other retail investors that have bought bonds on the derivatives market for AMC because they thought their value would go up because they thought AMC was going to go bankrupt because in a bankruptcy. The bonds pay out before equity holders, and so, and, and not for derivatives, but the value of the derivatives will go up the closer a, a business comes to defaulting mm. on their debts. Hey, but, but hold on, Cornelius. So these derivatives, right, that they're buying, so they're not buying the bonds; they're buying derivatives of the bonds. Which <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Correct. Okay, so. They they can buy them. I can buy a hundred dollars of a derivative of a bond, right? right. Okay, so there right. you go. So you see that that was very clear. So understand that these motherfuckers are very slimy parasites. You see that they're trying to fucking dump shit on you, and the you know that's what I don't like, and that's what we got to be very fucking clear when we talk about shit like this. You know, fuck these fucking people, right? And I'm not just saying it just like that just to say it. It's just that the fact that they're trying to, now that they realize, oh shit, I'm about to fucking be holding a bag of shit, I'm going to dump it on somebody else. Bleach. Bleach. Think about it this way. So if you hold a derivative on a on a bond, so you're holding a derivative of, of a bond maturity 2024, you know, blah, 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 blah. What do you think happens to that derivative that you're holding the bag on if AMC pays off their entire 2024 notes that you're holding a derivative for? What what value would that have anymore if they paid off all that debt? It goes to zero. So why would someone who's holding bond derivatives want to offload them? Well, because AMC has been paying off debt. So the more debt AMC is paying off, the less valuable that that near near dated uh, debt derivative would be valued at. You know, because the higher possibility it is that AMC pays that out before maturity. Yeah, see that. If AMC pays off the bond early and pays it out before maturity, and you're holding derivatives on a bond that's not supposed to mature for another two years. You just got zero. You get nothing. It's valueless. You just went to yeah, zero. So you, you, not, the value you. in a bond is the interest that you get to collect on that debt. 
the seven point five percent. You might, yeah, right. You might make interest, but if they pay, if they pay off early, off, you, you stop getting interest all, yeah, too. You lost all your capital interest. Yeah. Value right. Against right. The bond. Nah, but thank you, thank you for that, Cornelius. You know, like the very clean answer. That's what we need. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Now, James, hold on, because we got two hands. But how much, how much more do you have on on the lesson? Oh, dude, we've been done for 45 minutes. Oh, damn, man! I'm because there was a lot that you wrote, man. There was a lot. What the fuck? I know. Like I literally, like I tried getting it in and out and being certain things and all that. I, I wanted to make sure there was good discussion points. Um, I don't know who was first, either. No, the 100, 100 you can go ahead, and then SR, unless it was the other way around. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to just wish everybody good night, man, and thank you for sharing your knowledge. I appreciate the space call, as always. Oh, thank we'll you for, thank you for stopping by, my friend. All right. Be well, guys. Have a good one. I just have two things. Uh, one, uh, I don't, it could have been my, my fucking neighbor bouncing shit all over the place, but I'm just going by what I was told bleach about what happened. And, and the second thing uh, about the bonds, uh, if AMC actually said that these bonds were uh, actual, you know, bonds that they were selling to pay off debt, uh, and we we had access to it and stuff. I would definitely buy. I don't. I wouldn't give a shit if they paid them off uh, early because it would be money that was going straight to AMC. And I know that when this stock goes, I'd be making that money back uh, hand over fist anyway. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a shit. But if I don't, if this money doesn't go to AMC, I wouldn't be touching that fucking shit. Excuse my language. It does not. It, it doesn't. What do you mean? And if, and if AMC issued a sale of bonds to retail to to collect money, uh, that would be a press release. There'd be an SEC filing, right. a prospectus, you know, that kind of stuff. That that's that would happen. Uh, but obviously, uh, we haven't seen anything like that. Uh, hey. So these bonds are are not doing what other people are telling you. They're what doing. happens? What happens if a, a, a reconstruction of debt happens? What happens in that in that scenario? For like a refinance, yeah, like you know, like let's say, like I have a, a a debt that is due this year, but then I'm able to go in with some money, pay it, and let's say I can, like, yeah, like refinance and then lo- do another brand new loan that's gonna be paid out in like three years from now, you know, because I, you know, I I went in, I paid a little bit or I paid a portion of the amount, and then I was able to do a new loan that's gonna be expiring three years from now. What happens in, to those bonds that were on for that year, in particular? They what get rolled then? over into the refinance. It's it's the same thing. You're just rolling it over, so you're paying it at a later time and date, so you have more time to pay the debt. Okay, but but the interest rates would likely change yeah, doing, due to what the market rates would be at that time, yeah, or how much higher. you've paid down on the debt, how much cash you have on hand, uh, different valuations would would affect the uh, essentially like you know you would be reevaluated for that debt as well you know unfortunately so. for amc they would be astronomically higher considering the fact that the market rates suck yeah market rates are not great no. right now let's no. say you get nine percent a year Probably uh, more like than the that. next 
or 12% a year. Yeah. Uh, let's say you get that for, for the next three years and then they pay it off. Is that 9% going to cover how much you paid to buy the bond? I doubt it. I did see somewhere where I think Cinemark or Cinep something or, one of the, or yeah, Regal, Cinnabon. I don't know. So, somebody, Cinnabon, one of these other movie theater chains refinanced some debt. And, and I, just I don't know Cinnabon? how official. It's like 7%. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how official what I saw was, but yeah, it, it had like an interest rate of 7%. So actually, that would be better than some of the nine or 12% that AMC has if they could get that type of rate uh, and on a changing a 12% back to a seven, they might, they would likely have to put cash into that deal. Right. Yeah. They'd have to put money down and and whatnot, but it could be worth it, you know, to reduce that by, you know, interest rate by like five or 6%. I'm saying depending on the size of the bond as of right now, the amount of money that you would have to put down and as a deposit would probably be close to about 35, 45% for them to get a favorable rate. Yeah. But I'm talking about retail trying to buy the bond. I'm talking about if you're retail, retail can't buy, oh. buy the bond. Don't get that out of your head. Right. But the derivative, if you were holding the derivative on that, it would just change to whatever the new refinanced um, uh, debt vehicle, debt lien note became. You know, So if you were holding the 2026... 2026- you know, whatever, uh, but then AMC refinance, then your derivative would, it would just change to be whatever it changed to with AMC. It would mirror, it would mirror the debt that AMC had, you know, into what you have as a derivative. It's, it totally right, but I'm saying with the interest that you'd be getting. Oh, sorry. It totally would be dependent on what that derivative contract actually entails there's and yeah that's and true. And different yeah different, different contracts contract. i'm sure i have a right. thought about that Go ahead. what if what if they are the 2000 the 10 percent lean lean notes that somebody owns of amc right mm-hmm. and then they're creating a swap contract derivative to forward that interest payment to somebody else for liquidity through the oh, that's what that's what i'm thinking is that they're offloading your bond that you're talking about and in for, order to create in order to buy correct. liquidity off the sale and just pay the interest forward correct because that's and they, they certainly and do that's they certainly do that for sure if that's a 10 percent. you can get the liquidity you get to keep the two and a half percent on a 10 percent lien right correct. Give them seven and a half, you still get two and a half percent without holding a debt because you just passed it right. forward. Now, if it gets paid well, off, well, they're not actually passing the, the debt. Right, they're they're still holding that that contract. They're just processing out into derivatives yeah. that that they're going to essentially split that interest out to. But that you know you you're. You're still holding that debt note as the, you know, as the as the creditor to AMC. Yeah. You know, none of the none of the derivatives have any rights to any of that actual um, the right. the that's, debt that's why contract. Why face value is a thousand dollars because seven point five percent interest times, you know, four years on the value with a thousand dollar premium. 
right? Why? The amount of that of what the debt that's owed. Hmm. It's isn't it? The, it you're compounding the interest over a yearly term. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't change the bag holder. No. Right. It's the annual yield. Yeah. You can break that down that, into 15 in separate that. contracts. 7.5 percent is the same. Whether you divide the total value by 10 contracts or five contracts. Correct. Or a thousand, yeah. you know, or you know, a hundred, or what? Or yeah, whatever, that's, whatever, I mean, that's what they do with wanna, derivatives, basically. Whatever liquidity yeah. you want to get off of it for a seven point five percent payoff with the ten percent you're collecting. But that's not a gain towards retail. This is a gain to the derivative holder. Right. Exactly. So, to that bank, that creditor, that uh, broker who who uh, you know holds the swap right to you know to be able to offer those derivatives like that that's only a gain to those players uh, I, I, you know I, I, and I, you I, might gain as retail in that derivative you might gain some short term exposure uh, but it's only as a side bet you're not actually holding any rights to claim of the debt or of any asset uh, of AMC, you know, you're not, you you're not holding any of that. Make it simple. You're, you're not helping AMC. You're not helping. It doesn't touch AMC whatsoever. You don't touch AMC. It doesn't touch you. Your money doesn't touch AMC. Uh, it, it's all, it's all outside of the realm of AMC. At that Correct. Point. I mean, it's, it kind of reminds, it isn't like, I don't know. You can't do contract for differences in the United States, like technically. But that's what these right, are. exactly. There's all these end the futures. They're that. futures. It's fucking end runs. It's futures. Right. It's a. De- it's just another name. It's no different. Wrapped around it in a shiny bow. They call it futures. Exactly. It's really no different than when the bank sells the mortgage contract up the chain for the for the share of the equity payment and the interest to free up liquidity it is very much Matt, like that say that one more time because that is the it's no different than when you go to a bank you mortgage a house they take the mortgage contract sell it up the chain forward to equity payments in order to free up liquidity keep the sale premium but free up the liquidity to continue doing contracts correct you're basically it's the exact same thing of selling the mortgage, the paper to a different servicer. That's basically what it is. And right, it's the, it's the, like the same thing in the opposite Correct. direction. Correct, 100%. You're going up the chain instead of down the yeah. chain, so to speak. Correct. So the bonds uh, Matt, that I will get that information for you on Monday. So the bonds that retail have access to, there if are you no buy bonds, like there are no bonds. Just, just leave that from your memory. There are none. Well, then what the fuck are they? Just call them derivative. Just call it derivative. You don't need now, to buy just anything. for ease of that's what ease of de- definition. Yeah, the yeah. lean contract swap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what what they're what they're offering? All right. So you, let's say you buy just for shits and giggles, you buy a thousand dollars. Okay, and the company turns around and sells off that bond or whatever and you've collected you know a half a year's worth of interest you've lose you lose that thousand dollars but you've collected you lose the premium yeah in other words 
In other words, because you're going to pay a premium to hold that to hold that derivative, you don't get, and then you're going to you're going to assume that interest for you know however long. But the interest also can change. It's variable. It's not going to be like a fixed uh, uh, interest no, rate either. Like, but you don't get well, any of that thousand back. No. So here, let, I, I'm going to make this so so simple. Don't buy it. It's not a bond. Period. You're I didn't not like them helping before, AMC. and I definitely don't like them now. <laughs> yeah, you you're not helping AMC at all. And anybody says that you are is lying. Period. Well, if you want, call them up. Tell them you want one dollar's worth. <laughs> Or ask them if it's convertible to equity. Yeah, please. Because if it's not convertible to equity, then then also like you don't have that option. Like if you wanted to get out and and take the equity instead, like then it's that doesn't sound like a great deal. Tell either. them that, you know, that like, instead of the equity that you want Seed and Company to actually send you out the actual paper shares of AMC, or else you're not doing anything. How about that? That's never going to happen. It's the same thing that we're talking about right now. <laughs> it, it it doesn't it doesn't help anything that we're doing. None. They are just trying to grab liquidity liquidity wherever they can. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and we're just a bunch of like juicy dipshits you are a juicy morsel that they want that they want to consume and basically bleed you dry yeah let's herd these fucking dipshits don't know what to do with their money they're all fucking agitated and freaked out or whatever let's get them into this bullshit you know there's a point too yet another one of those if they're willing to take a 7.5 percent payout to get rid of that to, to to buy to buy like to sell to gain liquidity. AMC's got some negotiating power. <laughs> oh, the, well, no, right. they're 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 for these derivatives. They're willing to take that payout because they are seeing that this bond is going to lose that value or more coming in the near future. Mm-hmm. So they'd rather settle for losing that seven, you know, whatever difference now than losing it all. Should they, should their bond go derivative right. bond go worthless or it, whatever, oh, you know, so they, they want to move it on to some any. other sucker. Yeah. They want to move it on to some other sucker, even if they have to get pay a little out for them to take it off their hands. Like they, they just want to get rid of it. What I meant. What I meant, it gives AMC leverage over whoever that lien holder is that's trying yes. to divvy it out because if they're willing to take that kind of cut in interest payment to themselves to pass it forward, they're willing to renegotiate terms of that that lien. Which we've seen which we've seen AMC able to do, you know, with their uh paying at discounts. That's not because you know, for no reason. That's not because the bank really likes Adam Aaron or really likes AMC, the company It's because they want to get out of these, these notes. They want to get out of them because they see that AMC is going to fundamentally improve. And so their, you know, their derivative net 
you know, notes that they're swapped out for are going to end up being valueless and they're going to be on the hook for paying somebody somewhere, something, I will, I will break it down easier than that here. They want to get rid of the bonds and this is most, most places that carry these debt note bonds and carry over all these convertible bonds. And the reason being is because how do you think that the economy actually survives? It's by crashing the bond market, because if they crash the bond market, the only way for our government to show face and basically save their ass is by crashing it so that this way they can buy their debt pennies on the dollar. In turn, that means that those bonds that AMC is holding, uh, that they're holding as you can't do this, like their debt covenants are worthless. And so they can get out from underneath them. Gee, that sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, sorry. Who's who's the AIG selling credit default swaps on this round of you know this garbage? Like, isn't you know AIG is owned by Citadel? Okay. (laughs) Because I mean, shit. (laughs) You know, like those air quote bonds that aren't legit bonds i guess whatever we decided to call them like the credit default swaps on that you know no most people don't know either hkb cb whatever hong kong Mm -hmm. yeah they bought or assumed a huge chunk of lehman's losses yes they did someone had to cover it Someone's going to save their own ass. I promise you that. That's how it always works. It's called a waterfall effect. And all those banks that you mentioned, even the fallen ones, guess what? They were all a part of the OCC. And if a family member fails in the OCC, the other member has to come and pick them up. They fail, somebody else has to come pick them up, so on and so forth, until whoosh. Who's down with the OCC? Hmm? What'd you what? say there, man kitchen? Who's down who's down with OTC? Yeah, OTC, yeah, you know me. Yeah, that 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 is when they all get that uh weekend midnight phone call to get in their, their ass in their private jet and get to Washington meeting in General Powell's office. Mm. So I'm trying to uh peruse the public website to get um uh, some of that definitions and stuff I was talking about earlier. And guess what? As I'm reading the terms of service, uh, what I see is uh, uh, public is in no way um, insured by the FDIC. Of course not. They, so they are not an insured brokerage uh, or by the FDIC or any government organization, it says. Uh, it says that they have limitation of liability where uh, – to the fullest extent permitted by law, in no event will public.com entities be liable to you for any indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or punitive damages. Oh, so, uh, including damages for loss of profits, goodwill, or any other intangible loss. So, uh, also, good luck trying to get 
any claims against them for anything. Of course. Ever. You know, they're just, they're great people over at Public, let me tell you. Well, on that note, ladies and germs, it is time for me to bid you all adieu. I'm going to leave you all with the top five Will Ferrell hilarious movie scenes. <laughs> Wow. She's a beauty, ain't she? Yeah. What kind of gun is this? That's a tranquilizer gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. <laughs> get that right, mother. Oh, what? That's my thought. Shut up. <clears throat> hey, hey. Be careful with that. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh. Got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a... Oh! <laughs> yes! That's awesome! What? You just took one in the jugular, man! <laughs> Whoa! Yes! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, I did. Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. Wait. Wait. Pull what out? The dart, man. You got a fucking dart in your neck. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I think we're gonna have to cut you off, sir. Oh, the Irish cream sounds good, huh? What's that? Uh, it's cream and it's, uh, it's Irish. Hurry up and order! Excuse me. Thank you. Um, how about a smoothie? What's in that? Smoothie's a juice drink. We want coffee. Buddy, relax. No, you relax. I'm a regular here. This line needs to move. I beg your pardon. Do you have scones? Tall, non-fat, double latte. Sir, you're at the back of the line. I recognize that. Cut it out or you're out of here. You can't kick me out. You no, know you're, you're really invading my ear space. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. Do you have a card? Do you have a card? No, Does a anyone card. here have a card? We don't have frequent drinker cards. That's a video club card. Ah! Zip it there, Sporty Spice! Are we doing this? Oh. Is this happening now? Yeah. Want to Sorry, I'd Let's love do to. It. Oh. You're hurting me! You're hurting me! What is wrong with you, Derek? I thought we were friends! My name is Andy! Your name is Liar, because you're telling lies! You know what? The odds are I will never come back here again. There's a good chance of that! That's a chance we'll have to take! Okay! I'll tell you when to play it! Okay! I am disappointed! God! Fine! Ambrose, you're big. Don't be afraid to throw the elbow. If you break someone's collarbone, that's a good thing. That's what the medic's for. Otherwise, he's just sitting around. All right? You hear me? Hey, Phil. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. You can't talk about hurting other players. You don't think? You don't You don't think? I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? 
You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're like your old man. I'm not like my old man. If I were for these kids, I would whip your butt. I can take a punch. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. I'll see you. Mr. Big Time Coach. Bye-bye. I'm not like my old man. I'm a kind and gentle, compassionate human being with a heart as big as a lion. We'll see you later, Juice Box. Everyone wave goodbye to Juice Box. Literally wave. Do it. Here's two. Everyone wave. As a journalist, I should get to know the city that I'm covering. But this is not a date. No, of course not. Strictly professional. Wonderful. Great. So I pick you up eight o'clock? Nine. Downstairs. Mr. Burgundy, you have a massive erection. Really? Yes, I do. Um I'm sorry, it's the it's the pleats. It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants, the not fl flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the, the pants store. Mm. Oh, this is awkward. I will, I will see you later. Mm -hmm. Yes. Taking them. Nothing to look at. Don't act like you're not <clears throat> impressed. Hey, pal. I'm about to tear you a new ass. You gotta do a little better than that, James. Hey, I'm about to tear you a new ass and sew up your old ass. Okay, all right. I'm gonna punch you in the fuck! I'm gonna make you my bitch's bitch. You're gonna be my grand bitch. Yeah, you're about to get 20 likes on InstaFuck. If I see you around here again, I'm gonna put a hashtag on your ass and see how many hits it gets. Hmm? Oh my God. Hope you brought your Costco card, because you're about to get dick in bulk. What is, this is so dark. How does a prefix dinner of five courses of dick sound? You eat organic? What? How about fresh, farm to table, a puree of my balls? Yeah. Mary Dickmas, Santa cock. Hmm? Okay, all right, man. Where is this stuff coming from, James? Hey, son. You're a disappointment to your parents, who I fucked. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you all soon.